I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Factory. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, yeah, I got I got nothing. I don't think no announcements or anything. Uh, joining us today is uh, the very famous and very geared, and that's definitely why he gets kills and not because he's uh, good at the game. Uh, Rylock the Ranger, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, what would you say is your your biggest advantage uh, in in Siege? Is it the three hundred AP? <laughs> that, that has something to do with it. That's that's sucks. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, hey, I'm just a I'm, I'm a salty gearlet man. I can't help it. <laughs> he, I mean, to an extent, he's he's right. Uh, I would say like the the gear certainly helps. Um, but yeah, between that um and learning from you know people like Time Bomb and Jetpacks when it comes to uh getting my positioning better that certainly helps out um those two are some of the best rangers when it comes to learning that stuff and then also soul um that guy he's made ranger videos that everybody who has ever played this game for you know ranger doesn't matter the um doesn't matter i guess you know the region he's you know he, he's very knowledgeable so learning from all those guys that's kind of helped me out as well so when did you start playing video and have you always been a ranger did you like were you a late adopter what no i have been ranger since day one uh in a release yeah so okay uh, cool I, I started out um funny enough um every i guess mmo I've, and even you know fpss i've always kind of preferred like the stealthier approach so you know assassin ninja all that kind of stuff well those classes didn't exist at release so um i picked ranger because it seemed like it was the closest thing to it at the time where it was like oh that's a range assassin you know you're deleting people from a distance before they can you know really react and if your positioning's good enough you're almost like a sniper so that's why i picked it and then whenever uh i guess ninja and kuno did get released at that point i felt i was just too committed to ranger so i just never really re-rolled off of it do you regret but, that um... decision heavily <laughs> 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 oh man uh i don't think there's a single ranger uh, you know that plays this game that has not thought about re-rolling and for me it's always in the back of my mind especially now with ninjas being so strong it's like uh and, you know, every time these coupons roll around, I'm like, I tell everybody, hey, y'all got to get me on, like, Suicide Watch or something, because uh, this is the <laughs> moment, like, it's moments like this, because I'm really lazy when it comes comes to, uh, you know, leveling classes and getting, you know, skill XP and all that kind of stuff, but those coupons make it really, really tempting. Yeah. Yeah, so, they do. I I'm kind of curious. All from my your... Maywell brethren are out. <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, so just... From your point of view, uh, let's start with Awakening Ranger. What is uh, what is the state of Awakening Ranger? What's like the balance like for that? And we'll go, um, oh, I guess, one v one large scale and and PVE. Kind of separate them all. 
Okay. Uh, so with Awakening Ranger 1v1, it's, it's decent. Um, it's not the best, but that's okay. You know, you got to put in um, a lot of work to uh, get your rotations, all that kind of stuff, um, setting up for your grabs, all that kind of stuff. It's not bad. But for Ranger, that's as good as it gets in Awakening. It's being, I would say, slightly above average for 1v1s um because when it comes to pve awakening ranger i would say is uh bottom tier things that normal classes can benefit from like back attack we can't really benefit from so it makes it really really difficult to you know get all this kind of uh nice little silver like whenever we see succession ranger getting nerfed in pve and then you see warriors that are just running around making triple the amount and it's like yeah but Warriors got an awakening buff. Where's ours? You know, for Ranger, it's kind of, kind of demoralizing. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. And then I guess for large scale, it's oddly enough the playstyle I would say is different um, compared to Succession because you don't have a lot of that um, raw AP damage. You're very much more of um, a kill confirmer. You know, you're utilizing your burst for when people are have like a sliver of health and are getting ready to you know get out of that range of of uh you know everybody else i guess so between that and um also i guess like range support so you know peeling and you know dropping ccs all that kind of stuff that's mainly what your role is and for ranger and awakening it can feel lackluster at times because if all you're doing is just providing range support, you know, via CCs, well, there's a handful of classes that can do that just as good, if not better, than Awakening Ranger, you know? Like who? Like who? Uh, for one, Archers. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how Archers what? got nerfed. No! Well, think about it, because, like, all the stuff that Ranger <laughs> got nerfed, they gave to Archer and then some, and it's like, are you serious? But whatever. Um, I know Ar I Archer say... has has to be the biggest slap in the face to Rangers ever, dude. Yeah, even just yeah. Meteor Dive, man. Oh, <laughs> like it also stiffens. It's... Meteor Dive is fucking yeah. more damage, more protection, uh, just as much, if not more CCs. It's like what? Like I don't, I don't understand how. You took everything away from us because range was too strong, but then you gave it to archers, so whatever. Um, I would say, yeah, archers, I would argue maybe, well, definitely succession rangers. And then I would say, um, mm, I think maybe witch, honestly. Like, there's a yeah. few classes that can do it better, so... And they're yeah. more protected as well. I mean, a Sork with a Dream of Doom is going to be more reliable than a ranger simply because like okay you throw dream of doom and you're immediately into an iframe whereas a ranger we have a lot of telegraphed um you know cc's that right. are also unprotected um so let's talk uh, let's move move to succession a little bit because succession started off i mean in 1v1s it was it was never good generally like most most people yeah. agree it wasn't good 1v1 um right off the bat um why is that and what could they do to make that better it's kind of my i'm curious about that 
if in your opinion, if you could change something about Succession Rangers specifically for 1v1s, what would it be? For 1v1 specifically, I would give it an S block. You as a Ranger in Succession, you are just unprotected. And that's one of the things that um that made um the amount of damage that we did almost justifiable. Like now I, I think we should have gotten the nerf, but not this much. Um, because it's like, okay, if you catch us, we're dead. Like we literally have no protection. So we need this damage to be viable. Whereas now that we've gotten a lot of that damage removed, it's like, okay, well, to give us that balance, you gotta give us some more protection. I think an S block would kind of uh be the only thing that we would need because right. currently uh, it's just too easy to land a range cc on a succession ranger that's it didn't i say it's that a... didn't i say that it... two weeks ago wrestler say what now sorry that ranger suck just needs an s block like the thing that never made sense to me is like i mean i i get i don't know like the the archer has it and more protected CCs. Like, why? It's so weird. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about. So I was about to say, uh, if you're an archer main, this podcast is probably going to be very annoying to listen to. But uh, <laughs> I I I do not understand why archer has an S block, but ranger succession doesn't. Like that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They they function basically the same. I don't quite. My brain can't figure it out <laughs> i don't know yep. it's super weird we yeah have two, i mean we have two like i guess kind of blocks that we can utilize in succession but both are you know with a skill you're gonna have um nature's tremble and then you're gonna which is relatively slow and then you're gonna have razor wind which that's not a frontal block until you start shooting so there's you know a delay between the time you utilize the skill and then actually start firing. So it's like an S block would just fix all of those problems. Not sure why we don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you experienced uh, jumping on that T9 and just fucking Gatling gunning away? Because I, I fought a Suck Ranger on a T9 and oh my God, literally unstoppable. <laughs> if they have the, the AP, that's just awful to deal with. Not to say that's the solution, just get a T9. I think that is yeah, the solution. If you I should just the... be allowed to bring Doom Horse into BA so that Rangers can 1v1. Uh, what classes... <laughs> Tangent, what classes don't have a block or an S block at this point? Like at all, or... or? Yeah. No, like, I'm not counting, like, frontal guarded abilities. I mean, they well, don't maybe have... We, maybe we should count kits rather than classes. Right. I think every awakening class has an S block, but not yeah, every yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I'm referring to. What kits do not have a block or an S block at this point? Uh, off the top of my head, Ninja Succession, no S block. Sork Succession, no S block. Tamer Succession, no S block. Ranger Succession, no S block. Uh, Zerker does have it in both Awaken and Succession now, right? Um, Wiz Witch... Uh, can't speak for Succession, never yeah, done it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. Wiz, Wiz Witch, Succession, both do not have an S-block. Um, so it's basically just a lot of Succession. May Maywa Musa only have active block, they don't have an S-block. Right, they have, right, a, but... they have a Q block. It's still block, though, dude. Come on. Yeah. Victim S well, differentiating between the two. <laughs> No, I said I said S block or a regular block. Yeah, block. Um, 
I'm trying to think of DK has an S block still. I'm pretty sure. Or no, they have a Q block. Um, Lon has an S block in both. Yeah, I think that's a, about it. Or I can't think of the. Oh, <laughs> Shy doesn't have an S block. They actually hate that too, dude. Shy's hate that they don't have an S block. <laughs> <laughs> what? Feels shy, man. Yeah, dude. Shy's don't have an S block or a Q block or any real movement. It's pretty funny. It's almost like their class isn't made to PvP. Weird. <laughs> um, I can't think of any others uh, off the top of my head. So it's basically just successions and only... It's mostly it's like, successions, yeah. Yeah, it's all the successions that didn't originally have a block, basically. Right? Because, I mean... Right. Like, Warrior, Valkyrie, those have... It's weird that Berserker has it because... I don't think Berserker had S block originally, so it's no, kind of it interesting it, that yeah. they gave it succession S block. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see the reasoning for that. Yeah, for Rangers, it's just gonna frustrate you. Yeah, that, trying that, to get reasoning out of the devs. It would be such a quality of life. I mean, not even just balance, but just quality of life for Rangers in general. Mostly because like your movement, because uh, so that's another thing with succession. Like if you're a succession Ranger you have to choose between the ES that you can spam twice, right? The bugged one or the one that moves you further. Which one do you take and why? Um, so first of all, it's not a bug. I guess uh, there was a tourney out in like, you know, on the KR servers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there was a handful of Rangers doing that. And instead of admitting that it was a bug, the devs were like, uh, that's working as intended. So right. Remember they patched I, it out in Global Labs and then reversed the patch and kept it. Or maybe it was on Korea. I think they did fix it and then ended up reverting it. So they kind of have accepted that it needs to be in the game. So yeah, all right, we'll, mean, we'll call if, that a bug. But it doesn't work that way in Succession, does it? I'm pretty sure. No, so the uh, the Prime EES, it doesn't work. Now you get like... Um, you get it just straight up doesn't work. It, it it doesn't work. Now you get an iframe and then um you get kind of like a, a flow for the uh jump backwards and that's an iframe as well. But both of those are on a like twelve second cooldown and that's it. So I typically now that's the one that you know you get a lot more distance with. I prefer the absolute one where it's the you know double iframe kind of thing. Just because right. we we have so few protections to begin with in succession. Um I'm using that one. And then even if I'm like in awakening, obviously I can only use that one. So Right. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like if you're gonna do PvE, then Prime EES is uh better because it actually does a decent amount of damage. But if you're going to PvP, then you gotta run absolute. Right. So uh I was watching one of your videos where you talk about succession right after the nerfs, and you had mentioned that Basically, if you're 281 plus, that range of succession is still good, especially for large scale. And you still think it's like unequivocally better in PVE. Do you still feel the same about both of those takes? Um, for for PVE, it's it's harder to say. So with awakening and succession, they're both equally kind of garbage in PVE now. Um, but with Awakening, you can defend your grind spot better. So, you know, if you're going to be on Arsha 24-7, it might be better to be in Awakening for PvE, whereas um, 
when it comes to utilizing combos and if you're going to have a, a long grind session then being in succession is better because the combos are just easier um so what so is that's your, kind of my take on that what is your bar for garbage because like what, what do you pull at stars end because ranger succession still pulls more at stars end than than a lot of classes so i actually don't really grind at stars end anymore um but but you are right now when it comes to um i guess it's more in in terms of comparison to like just warrior like it's kind of <laughs> yeah, honestly like the highest yeah. the high bars. Tier. <laughs> yeah. no warrior but, uh, i mean we can all agree that warrior is like what the fuck right like warriors succession doesn't make any sense for grinding like what the hell yeah, because like 6K. Yeah, I mean, that's like economy. I mean, if you run a, an advanced loot scroll on a warrior that's pulling 6K at Star's End, what is that? You get like 8.5K trash. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty nutty. Um, so where I don't are you know. grinding? I don't... You're, you're at Aquaman? Or No, usually uh, underwater. It's a cray, yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. How much I'll trash do you get usually in a normal loot scroll? So normally I grind there. I don't I don't typically keep track of, you know, how much I'm making per hour. Um typically I'll like grind on stream or something like that and right. at that point I'm not really even paying attention. I'm more and even when I'm not grinding on stream, I'm just grinding for hours on end and I'm not paying attention to the per hour because for me it's like, hey, if I don't give a, you know, I don't care how much this other class is grinding per hour if they do like 2 hours and I'm here doing like, you know, 7. Right. So, um, that's just my thought process in that. But right now, you know, being deployed and all that, I can't really grind at uh, some of these higher end grind spots just because a little bit of lag and there goes some Elkar gems. Right. Oof. Well, um, lucky for you, Rangers, Descending Current's really good at Sheep Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was grind. Oh, man. I uh I finished up my horse gear, the Krogdalgos or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was out at Mansion Forest and Polly's and all that stuff for the longest time. And uh it's nice having that added HP and stamina buff. Right. But, so um, when when the nerf came out, what what is uh you what is your biggest problem with the the way they nerfed it? Like it, you said it needed a nerf. So if it were up to you, what what would you have changed instead of what they did or what did they do wrong? In your opinion. So I wouldn't have nerfed um, PUBG at all. That's kind of our bread and butter skill for PVE. And... Sorry, player unknowns battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah, it's a prime, prime ultimate blasting ghost. ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got it. Right. Okay. Sorry, uh, <laughs> that got nerfed, and it's kind of like why? I mean, it's more of a up close and personal skill for PVP, which. As a succession ranger, if somebody's like right in front of your face, that's literally just a last ditch effort, Hail Mary, you know, attempt at surviving and getting the kill. Typically, you want to have your positioning in a point where you're not really utilizing that skill. So that, in my opinion, was just strictly a PvE nerf. Um, charging win, I honestly felt like that should have gotten nerfed, but I don't think by as much. Um, and then the Descendant Current... That one doesn't really affect me all that much. And you know what? I, I would say for the charging wind, that one isn't as bad of a of a nerf because like that was more single target damage. And I'm gonna get flamed for this uh by other rangers, but that one was more single target like burst. 
And, you know, group PVP, I'm not really concerned with that. In PVE, I'm not really concerned with that. You know, like there's so many other skills that I can still utilize. It was fun utilizing, um, but I shouldn't be able to rip through your entire, you know, block and then rip through all of your HP at the same time. I think yeah. the nerf, which is kind of where it is now, at least for me, is like, okay, I can pretty much pretty much eat up your entire block and you know what that's i'm okay with that so that's why i said you know ranger succession i feel is kind of gated by ap at that 281 ap marker then it's like okay you're gonna notice that it's generally better in uh most of you know the situations unless you're strictly just you know gonna be doing 1v1s whereas if you're under 281 ap you don't have enough damage to really uh, stave people off before they've closed the gap on you. So right. being in Awakening is going to be a little bit better for you. So in the in the Prime Ultimate Blast and Gust nerf, they lowered the damage numbers straight up, like the percentages, so that reduced it, and they mm -hmm. removed down attack, right? Those were the two. Yep. So my, my thing always with that, because I, I did feel like that skill was kind of insane. I just wish they did one or the other and not both. That was kind of how I felt exactly. about it. Instead of I don't both. think there's a class in the game that has had like both. You know, like we've seen damage, you know, I guess uh nerfs, but to take the down attack away as well, like was it really kicking that many peop you know, people in the teeth? Who was complaining about this skill for PvE when warriors are like, you know, getting triple the amount that we are? So it's kind of like I I didn't really see why that skill should have gotten nerfed as hard as it did. Yeah, I would have preferred just a damage nerf, but keep the down attack. And right, so give succession an S block, fix prime blasting gust a little bit, and you guys will be happy. And you guys will get off of Reddit with your tears. <laughs> 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 what is no, a oh, shit? Yeah, what what is awakening Frost need? Is so toxic. <laughs> what what does awakening need in your opinion to be to be better? Because awakening has always been in this weird state where like. I don't know, as someone who does not play Ranger, and the way I see other people that don't play Ranger when they're dealing with really good Rangers, there's this weird thing where you're like, hmm, Ranger feels like they're not strong enough. And then you fight someone like Time Bomb or Critical, and you're like, all right, Ranger might be a little bit OP. You know, it's well, like, yeah. So where what do they need to do to fix Ranger Awakening? Okay, so um, with Ranger Awakening... I feel like the class or that, you know, that uh, spec kind of suffers from not really having an identity. Um, whereas every other class, like, you know, all right, Succession Ranger, large scale, raw damage, range CC. With Awakening, you don't really have anything to call your own. Um, the reason for that is ideally on paper, Ranger Awakening is balanced. You know, it's like, okay, pre Awakening, you have no protections but that's where all your damage is and then in awakening you have uh all your protections but not really any useful damage and i say useful because outside of a 1v1 you're not going to be able to just roll up and um nature's tremble a group of people you know like it's just not feasible um the problem is is that for pre-awakened ranger your damage is just not enough you know mm -hmm. and for me to fix um to fix 
the you know like the awaken spec i would say give pre-awaken more damage not as much as uh succession obviously but give it a little bit more or if you're gonna say okay well ranger you know the awakening like damage it ain't that bad like nature's tremble it it does something regeneration it does something then give the pre-awakened kit a little bit more protection i would say one of those two things because as it stands right now like you know outside of 1v1s there's there's nothing you can do and then you mentioned like you know um whenever you fight rangers generally it's like oh you know maybe they need a a little bit of a buff you know they're kind of i guess subpar but then you run into you know time bomb or critical or you know whoever and then it's a game changer that's i think what makes ranger complex i don't think the class itself like you know in terms of combos is complex but i think the state of ranger is complex because of that like you you know you'll fight eight out of ten rangers and nothing you know like oh they're they're not that you know that tough i can easily deal with them but then when you find a good ranger who's also got gear then it's a problem because rangers like we scale just i think all like the elf classes like ranger archer dk we scale better than any class when it comes to ap because it's just on demand burst you know like if you don't see me and I have the distance and I just hit you with one skill, that's it. Like your health is gone. Right. Um, and I, I guess relate. for the yeah, <laughs> for the devs that <laughs> today that, that I learned Sork is an elf class. Hey, I try not to like <laughs> compare. I try not to compare Ranger to Sork and Ninja because it's God. Uh, like, but, what, what do you do for that? Like, right. when you start. But in PvE, you compare things to Warrior. Nice. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> Warrior in PvE is the ninja and Sork from PvP, dude. It's fucking Because we insane. got a PvE nerf first, and they didn't. And they're, like, pulling way more than we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I don't think that's right that Warrior's still doing as much as it is. But that's a totally different. So I have this. This is uh, this is where I daydream about Ranger. Cause, uh, so I, it wasn't a long time, but I mained Ranger for about two months before absolutes and rebams were even a thing and at that time you generally only used pre-awakening for call from sky the blasting gust cc and es and that was kind of about it like even shotgun didn't really do yeah. damage again unless you were against someone super low because there are no absolutes and at the time that was the ranger that i personally really liked i liked her awakening a lot so i feel like if I had to pick one of your two routes that you described, I would rather the awakening portion of it get buffed and not mm-hmm. the pre-awaken since you have succession if you want to do that style anyway. But I would love this day this daydream changes that'll never happen. But I always wished that Ranger Awakening, like the filler damage should be better. Because like Nature's Tremble and Regeneration do damage, but then literally everything else kind of doesn't in the awakening kit. And I also wish it had like a passive where when your swords are out you were just a little bit more tanky like if you swap to the bow then sure you lose some dp or dr or whatever but when your swords are out since you're really really melee and you don't have the iframes of sork and ninja you kind of like need to be more tanky in that so it'd be like it. it'd be like whenever you go to awakening you gain uh 10 hp every five second regeneration <laughs> well whatever whatever the case like just something you know <laughs> 
Like <laughs> maybe similar to like the Warriors block, how they get that buff, like AP and DP. Like maybe in Ranger Awakening, when your swords are out, you just have a buff on your buff bar where you get a 30 DP and 20 AP or something. And then when you switch to the bow, it goes away. I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I, and I, that's where the animations on Awakening, dude, are the are legit like the coolest in the whole game. I really think that. And and that's why, like, I feel, you know, to an extent, Ranger Awakening kind of doesn't have an identity because it's like it's fun. It's nice. You know, in 1v1s, especially it's it feels great. But if you try to do, you know, a lot of this stuff in a group situation, the more people, the worse it gets kind of thing where you don't have enough damage in Awakening form to, you know, really like just go in and nuke a people you know a group of people unless you have a ton of ap and you also don't have uh i guess you have protection but it's a lot of super armors and you're squishy as a ranger so that mm -hmm. super armor doesn't mean anything like you're getting blown up you know so it's kind of that's why i'm not too much of a fan of the direction and honestly i don't know how they would like i mean I, I know I gave my advice on what I would do to fix it, but I know the devs would just never do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can attest to that. <laughs> Dude, you got some fat Maywell buffs this week, right? I don't want to hear it. What are you talking about? They didn't touch shit. Dude, I saw those notes. <laughs> they literally, they literally, like, I feel like they looked at the Maywell re uh, requests, the, the suggestions, and they're like, you know what? What could we pick around this? They're like, you know what? Moonlight Dash. No one uses that anymore. Let's make it usable by itself. Perfect. Excellent. But yeah. How would you say, like, I mean, I guess, Naishi, what do you think the, uh, like, state of Mewas are when it comes to, like, the KR servers? Because, like, I know um, whenever I'm streaming, I'll have a few, you know, players that play on the KR servers. They'll say, like, hey, Ranger is extremely strong like even after the nerfs and i'm like you're kidding i don't understand you know like why ninjas and sorks over there are struggling to engage on rangers but then i realized their um i guess their meta is different like on na we will re-roll in a heartbeat you know um and then you jump into an rbf and it looks like the tune in exams you know but <laughs> over there <laughs> But over um, there, they just throw money at the screen, you know? And it's like, all right, you're going to nerf my class. I'm going to just keep, you know, I'm just going to well, negate that with money. I guess to answer your question, yeah, there's some skilled players over there for sure. But unfortunately, there's a lot of evidence to support that they don't play like... Um, they're stub arrow bots, dude. So I'll give you an example, and this is something that came to my attention from a KR Mewa player, as well as he plays Musa, and he's played. Uh, he's currently playing uh, Succession Lawn, rip another Mewa. But um, <laughs> basically, what he described to me, this is what the playstyle is for Musas and Mewas over there, unless they're like a really, really skilled player. But the typical Musa Mewas over there, they will literally grind camp you they'll wait to find someone that's grinding and they will harass them with stub arrow spam and this is why they nerfed chase a while back um on the stamina cost they doubled the stamina cost of chase because too many times people were literally just running away and no one could catch them ever this is you know understandable 
But um, so what they do is they just stub arrow you while you're grinding, see if they got a CC. And if they did, they go in and kill you. Otherwise, they would just wait for their cooldowns, rinse, repeat until, you know, they got you. And if you chase after them, they would just run away. If you actually caught them, they would V or escape, escape. Or if they thought they couldn't um, get away for very long because they ran out of stamina, they'll go to BA. <laughs> or oh, yeah. even the more hardcore is if they got caught, they would already have task manager open with BDO selected and literally just hit the end task key and Jeez. just kill the game and avoid being Can't killed and then log back in and rinse repeat. So yeah, it's a toxic play style over there, at least from the Musa Mewa, you know, side of things. Um, in that respect, I think it's fine that they nerf chase, but they should encourage other types of gameplay, like allowing us to um, fight in the box more, which would focus on players that are actually skilled at their class and reward them for, you know, getting catches and not having too many stamina problems. Also, but, yeah. So. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say a, a thing to consider as well, uh, and this is just me throwing something out there to think about. You said that, like, Ranger is really heavily dependent on AP. Like, the lowest geared Ranger in KR is probably, like, 315 AP. So, <laughs> oh, something exactly. to consider as well, just saying. And that's why, like, you know, because let's be honest, when it comes to the devs... Stuff. Yeah, like, well, like, when it comes to the, you know, the devs, they listen to the KR players. They're balancing around the KR players. So when I see these, you know, Ranger nerfs and, you know, you'll have Rangers on NA and EU that are like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Why are we catching these nerfs? I'm like, you got to understand, first of all, again, they don't re-roll. So there's a ton of, like, Valks and Rangers running around. I think there was a clip out there where there was, like, you know, 15 or 20-something Rangers in a guild. So they're all, you know, Rangers, they're all pushing, you know, 300, 310 AP. And at that AP bracket, like Rangers, DKs, and Archers are just vastly better, in my opinion, than most of the other classes in this game. Because if you're a 300 Mewa or a Zerker or, you know, whatever, Ninja, that's cute. But if there's 20-something Rangers, like just imagine being in an RBF that has, you know, Every ranger is, you know, above 300 AP, and there's at least 10 of them, and they're all sitting in some, you know, rat spot. Yeah, you can't approach that. Like, yeah, like, what do you do for that? You know, there's literally nothing you can do in that situation. And yeah, that's uh, that's Sadly, why, it's... like, you have, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, from, from a KR's point of view with all their gear and everything, like, yeah, ranger's probably a lot higher tier than what people realize, but... I think a lot of that has to do with, um, I, I don't know, like, it, what you're telling me doesn't necessarily support what uh, I'm about to mention, but, like, what KR players have told me is that they take open world PvP a lot more seriously than we do. Like, it's everything. Mm -hmm. um, they will go out of their way and make sure that they do whatever they can to win an open world or open world PvP scenario. Doesn't matter if it's 1v1, 2v2, or if they're ganging up on somebody, or it turns into a GVG. That's everything to them in comparison to No Wars and uh, Siege. No Wars and Siege are pretty much a, from what I understand, a dead, a dead thing over there for them too. But the open world combat is where it's at for them. So, 
having that gear advantage and whatnot, pushing as much gear as you can and just getting to the point where blocks are just a momentary thing and then they disappear instantly. That's what it's all about. So a ranger, for example, would be pretty good at dealing with that, especially if no one has the jump on you. Exactly. Ranger is like one of those classes. If someone has to jump on you, you're pretty much fucked. I feel. I'm sure you can probably relate. Being peeled yeah. is pretty painful. But it, I mean, that could be said for any class. But uh, you but, have a lot more unprotected damage that you try to pump out on the regular than some classes. That's I feel like that's more of an issue. Yeah, but then at the same time, like I mentioned, you know, one of the reasons why Jetpacks is always top fragging is because, you know, you have people like me. Well, his positioning, is, you know, obviously is solid. And yes, yeah. that is a major factor. But at the same time, the, those rare moments where he gets caught, typically, you know, myself or Poison or, you know, there's a handful of Rangers that are immediately peeling for him. So it's yeah. like, okay, you caught one Ranger. Now there's two rangers that are immediately peeling for him. On the KR side of things, there's a lot more than, you know, like seven rangers and a guild kind of thing. What do you yeah. do for that? How do you how do you deal with and it really only takes, you know, two rangers that are at, you know, three hundred plus AP. Exactly. So what do you, you do for that? First, like everyone. Jetpacks is garbage without his other teammates. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in that same respect with the the whole peeling, or with the whole, like, group, like, yeah, Rangers definitely probably make up more of a, uh, more of the composition over there for sure. Like, I asked uh, care players over there, and they're like, you're lucky if you have one Maywa in a guild. So, like, the Rangers have a lot of utility when it comes to large scale and open, large scale and open world GVG feel. It would be interesting to see, like, if there was, you know, first of all, if we could get past the lag and all that stuff, but like a global server, essentially, where you could see, like, you know, KR, you know, Siege, um, or just open world GVG type stuff versus NA and then EU, because on yeah. NA, you know, it's mages. Like, we live and die by the PA, whereas over yeah, there, it's very getting much Getting to see like, their, their strategy versus ours and see, you know, what really prevails. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, they originally kind of talked about something like that, but then they like, oh no, that's not what we meant. <laughs> it's well, I think it was with the uh, when they were first talking about the global lab servers, but they were kind of mentioning something else where it, it kind of seemed like they were mentioning something else where that we would be able to war against KR players, but they're like, oh no, what we talked about was global labs, test server, blah blah, not like a universal, because they originally had a concept where they wanted to like bring all the regions together into one giant uh, world kind of thing. Uh, that was always bullshit. Yeah, I mean... That, that was, was literally fact. just a cover to give us the fucking KR cash shop. That's literally all that was about. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, wait, I want to talk kind of a little bit about uh, matchups. So, for you, Rylock, when you're 1v1-ing, if you have to 1v1, I, I guess you're 1v1-ing in Awakening. Right, mm -hmm. I presume. So, if you're one v one, what uh, what matchups do you feel like you have a distinct advantage? Like, like just for you personally, not Ranger, but like you, like you feel really good against X class, and which matchups are you uh bad against? Um, let's see. So for me personally, I think I feel like I have a distinct advantage on Tamers. 
against tamers um furiero is disgusting you just keep spamming that they'll get caught eventually and then you just follow up with a knockdown there's really not much that they can do um i would say also striker and then to some extent uh mystic those would be kind of like my straight up like i counter them nine out of ten times right. interesting mystic huh yeah. I think Mystic, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, Mystic has, you know, like vacuum and a handful of slows, but I got range and Mystic doesn't really have any other range CCs compared to other, like, for me, my play Should have just ended is, with that. You should have been is, like, that's cute, vacuum, bitch, I got range. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it's, it's, for me, my playstyle, I live and die by the bow. Like, I've always utilized my bow for majority of my damage, and I've personally always saw Awakening as means to either set up for grabs or to recreate distance. The fact that they don't really have, um, you know, that much, like, they don't really have range CC potential means that I can just keep kiting, and eventually I'm just going to land a, you know, a range CC, and then that's it. Yeah, when they when they nerfed uh, Wolf's Frenzy, that fucked that matchup. Honestly. Yeah, I feel like Wolf Frenzy was their only really way to catch a kiter. Yeah. Um. All right, which matchups suck for you? God, uh, Sork and Ninja. It's honestly right now for Rangers, it's it's tough to say like if we're bad or good because it's like. If you take Ninja and Sork out of the equation, Rangers do generally well. It's not terrible, but it's kind of like how mages were when Striker and Mystic released. Like, your hard counter is literally everywhere, you know? Like, what do you do for that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of uh, like... I feel like a lot of classes feel that way nowadays. <laughs> yeah. You always have to. You always have to take that kind of shit into account, though. Like... If you didn't count iframe classes, Berserker would be the number one one v one class in the game. No contest; it's not even close. But over because, Tamer, yeah. Maybe? Well, I, I think we'd my lump Tamer in, in my opinion. Wouldn't we lump Tamer into the iframe classes? Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess we would, right? They spam iframes. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, that's the uh, prerequisite <laughs> for the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't there a little, isn't there little jump that they always do in iframe, right? Yeah. Or is that super armor? I no, can never a, remember. It's iframe. Ev evasion like, yeah. is an iframe, and tree climb is an iframe. Uh, yeah, so I guess that would be an iframe class. But I honestly, I mean, I've been told that Tamer counters Zerker pretty hard. I've never had that much trouble with the matchup personally, but I don't know. Maybe I just haven't fought really good Tamers. I'm not sure. But, like, my point is, like, you always, like, it's always that caveat, right? It's like, well, if it wasn't for this one thing, like, it'd be really, really, like, good. But, unfortunately. I'll go, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get a hold of Frendo for you, Resler. Then, uh, <laughs> when you come back with PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we'll ask you again. The only person who's ever given me PTSD in this game is Mac. I fought him on his Sork when I was playing Warrior. And I was literally traumatized from Sork for like the next like year and a half. It took me that long to get over it. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. If you fight a good Sork and a good ninja right now, God, like there's literally nothing you can do. That it's those moments where I'm just like hovering over the, you know, coupon to re-roll kind of thing. It's like <laughs> 
<laughs> Why am I dealing with this? But uh, what's that? Forty-four percent off. Yeah. Dude, it, it took me a year and a half after fighting Mac and fighting a bunch against Frosty to realize, oh, never mind, they're bad sorks too. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. How, how does uh, Awaken Ranger do against Succession Ranger if they 1v1 in BA? The Awaken uh, Awakening is going to win okay. 9 out of 10 times. It's, succession just has no protection. There's, I mean, you have to have... You have to obviously have, you know, a decent amount of gear and then hope to God that you can get a solid razor win. You know, coming from succession, like you're able to frontal um, any range CC that they would do while burning them down at the same time. But you're at a disadvantage, in my opinion, because Awaken Ranger, like just the EES spam alone, you know, you just do that. All right, Blasting Gus is off cooldown. Let me throw that out there. Go for a range CC and then dash in for the kill. Right. Um, what about Ranger? E either version of Ranger versus uh, Archer. Mm. Have you fought General Morris? You saw the Morris? clip I, I, I sent you, right? Uh, I, didn't, I haven't I didn't get a chance. To, I, I watched like two of them. I didn't watch all of them. Well, I, I think I linked you one where I, I fought against um, complicated game, and I think uh, BR Archer. That was before the uh, the nerfs, but just do that and you you win um, in succession. I think. Mm, I think Awakening probably has a better time. Yeah. It, it has an easier time just because um, there's not too many archers who like I. I guess, like, you know, like General Morris, I would say he's the best archer, but he, to an extent, plays, like, more up close and personal. Mm -hmm. um, so because he's the best and you have a lot of archers that emulate what he does or they try to, they try to play up close and personal. And for a ranger, if you're not General Morris, then that works out in our favor, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Kuno, dude? Everyone likes to lump Kuno in with Ninja. How did he do against Kunos? Kunos are easy. See, dude, I've been saying really? that forever. Kunos suck, dude. They need buffs. <laughs> even, dude. even succession <laughs> Kuno? Um, I well, haven't he, seen their, he's in with their around, with their current ability like, to gap close. Yeah, you have to remember, Nayashi, he's in Cho Nation, and all the Cho Nation Kunos are still awakened because it's better in Siege. Alright. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Oh, well, yeah, Awakening's not... I would say it's, it's still a little bit better because, like, you, there there is at least a window of opportunity to, you know, land a CC. Whereas compared to, like, a ninja, you don't have that window. Right. You know? So if I'm just spamming Fury Arrow, I know I'm going to catch the Kuno at some point or another, and that's all I need. Gotcha. Yeah, I treat them the same way that I treat Tamers for the most part. With disdain. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what, about, what about Zerker? This class. <laughs> what about when you're fighting a Zerker? How's that matchup? Mm, for Awakening, I don't think it's that bad. Just uh, avoid the Q buff. As soon as you see that, then like Dude. GTFO and wait. Reslar does Q buff in 1v1s too in BA. Only when I'm trying to be in. <laughs> yeah, avoid the which Q is, buff. Which is any time he's trying to which win. Is, yeah, which is basically any <laughs> fighting. Frosty, that's that's why you feel like that. 
Yeah, I I think uh, Ranger v Zerker is like fairly even. Actually, yeah, I would say fairly even in that regard as well. I think it's a pretty good matchup. Ranger has quite a few iframes, which makes it difficult for uh, Zerker to deal with. But also, Ranger can't really get like good like range on Zerker, which a lot of Rangers that I fought like to try to do. And it's just like Zerker is able to keep up pretty well with Rangers between if you know how to mouse move properly. Yeah. There's not too many classes uh, for you know Waken Ranger and again Succession Ranger that you just you completely stomp like you have you know eighty twenty advantage kind of thing. Um, I'll do shy so for the most. Part. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> have, have you fought any geared slash good guardians since they've come out? Mm, curious how that matches. Yes, but. I haven't really, like, I haven't given it too much thought. So now, like, if you are awakening, you have the advantage on a guardian. Just right. They're too slow to grab in your favor. Like, you win. Um, For su succession, it's a little bit harder because you can't, like, even at my AP, you're not burning through their uh block, you know, as fast as you would like. So they're, you know, they're able to close the gap on you and they actually have a surprising amount of range and if they catch you then that's a no s block for us kind of thing right. but um it's no hard block. to say yeah i know it's i hate it but it's hard to say like how the matchup is because guardian it's still relatively new i haven't even really fought as um you know as many like geared guardians as i would like to so between that and them still kind of learning their class, I don't necessarily know um, where they stand yet. And they're always, like, they're still, I think, getting buffs and stuff. So it's like they're still kind of evolving as a class. Yeah. Fucking Guardians. I ran into one that was, like, a nightmare for me. I mean, it's it's I'm playing Succession Lawn, and, like, it's... It's kind of I don't know like I feel like the not having a grab thing is a little bit over exaggerated, but against Guardian like you that shit you feel that shit. Dude. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. my god. If you if you fight a uh, if you fight a Guardian that knows how to mouse move their abilities really well, Despan is one that does that. I I can't touch him effectively. It hurts. The range is too far, and when he turns it on a dime. It's just like I, I can't outmaneuver it very well. I have to like do some really hardcore baiting and it's a lot of work just to get in on the Guardian where the Guardian could just kind of sit there and do his thing. And if you get up close and personal, they just shift Q and watch you literally evaporate. At least yeah. with my DP. Not to uh not to get it off topic, but Frosty, quick question. Is that Somnia leveling a character right now? <laughs> of course not. It's rich. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, okay, okay, okay. Got yeah. it. What was it? I thought Somnia's family name was Vinjoy, right? So, Somnia sold his account, or no? Jerry sold right. his account to Somnia because Somnia blew up his shit. Somnia recently sold his that same account to Rich. <laughs> oh, so that's 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 that is Somnia's account, yeah, or was? No, so that's originally though. It o was... Originally, it was Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's. Yeah. Okay, so that's why. So Somnia still has Vinjoy, but it's all blown up, I'm guessing. Uh, right? Yeah. Okay, got he's it. A, he's a professional um, league player now, dude. He plays league full-time. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Oh man, people buying accounts. I'll never understand. <laughs> Dude, so I'm trying to think how Ranger is I, I want I'm trying to think of the way I want to phrase this. As since you're part of one of what I would consider the more whiny communities, from your <laughs> from, here, here it comes. From, here from your point of view, Rylock, which class do you think has it bitches and complains the most where it's like unjust? Mm. That's a good question. I got two that immediately came to mind, but I'm not sure which <laughs> oh one. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, give us both, and which one are you leaning? Okay. The first one that I had was... Um, I know, I, I have friends who play this class, so they're going to be so salty. <laughs> and I think it's because, it's because I'm always hanging around them. Hmm. Um, I would say Warrior... Okay. Ninja. That's interesting. Ninjas are whiny. Yes. Okay. From what like it's not it's not so much whiny, it's deflecting. It's like it's the okay, I killed you, now I sh you know, now I'm going to shit talk and any like at any point in time like you know, I'll be in an RBF and you know, I'll be, you know, I'll I'll catch a ninja and then it's immediately like, oh my goodness, Geared Ranger, you're just trash. And it's like, are you seriously? What, like, what, what's going on here? Like, why are you upset? Or like in open world PvP, like I might use like a whale, you know, pod, and they're like, oh my goodness, whale pod. And it's like I'm on Arsha, and you're a ninja. Like, what do you expect me to do? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. I just, I just say, imagine rerolling the ninja and still not being good, dude. It's, I... it... That's pretty much it. That's that's the way it is for me. It's like you are your class is so strong right now. Like I don't want to hear anything from you, you know? Like if you were smart, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, don't, you know, don't pay attention to the man behind, you know, the the veil kind of thing." But, well, I I do think there's with ninjas in that in that regard, there's a a little bit of an aspect of like we are considered the most busted class so i have to win and when i don't it's super frustrating Ride. right i i do think there's an element of that because i noticed that oh, with the too. pedestal is too high yeah the pedestal is too <laughs> high because I, I do notice that with sorks too i i actually have been really i like the suck lawn versus sork matchup a lot and since i played sork for so long i i know it really well and i feel like every time i fight a sork it's just there's the really no openings. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, you're a sork. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. That's funny. Um, I but... I agree with the the warrior. I I would put warrior up there. I mean, I'd put warrior like top five. But I think Reslar and I are pretty aligned on this. It, it's it's got to be DK might be number one. Okay. Right. I think DK is just it's crazy. Now I I do think there's been a little bit of a change in the tide where suck dk's are awfully quiet right now well yeah they don't want to get nerfed yeah they're, yeah. they're sitting there like twiddling they're just their like we like, don't oh, exist God. do not look at us yeah their fingers are crossed they're like oh, we're not saying anything okay, i hope people forget we exist hold on hold on hold on so i'm lagging my dick off by the way so if i cut out that's why uh okay so you, you gotta you gotta you gotta set it up as a ratio right so you gotta look at two different factors right so your first number is how much of the community is complaining. 
And so for that number, there's no question in my mind, DK is the largest of that number. Like it is like insane the amount of DKs that complain about balance and how shit their classes and everything else. Whereas a lot of other classes like Ninja, like it's absurd that ninjas complain, which is going to be the second number, right? Is how much the complaining is justified, but how many of them actually do it? I feel like it's, it's a bit, it's more than is warranted, way more than is warranted. Absolutely. But it's not nearly as much as DK. So you got to look at how many of the community are complaining. And then the second number is, like I said, it's how warranted is the complaints. Now for DK, complaints are warranted, right? Like DK is like not great, but it's not that bad either. And it's kind of like in the middle ground, in my opinion, at least of like, yeah, like absolutely DK. I can definitely see some buffs and yeah, like there's been some really harsh nerfs in the past, but like these people that are like DK is dog shit. There's absolutely nothing I can do. Like my class dog shit. Like, dude, those days are over. Like that was, <laughs> you had your time with that argument. It's past. You're no, it's no longer the case. So in my opinion, if you look at both of these values, DK is absolutely number one, almost entirely because that first number is so fucking high. I don't think I've met a DK aside from like people that I know really, like really well that are like, that don't complain about the state of DK. They they have every complaint too. They have, we have our movements bad because our stamina. We don't have iframes like Sork and Ninja. We have gaps in all of our skills. We're oh, super dude, squishy. Gaps. And our damage There's sucks. So, many gaps. so if you listen to that and take all of that at face value, they're shies. They're basically shies. <laughs> yeah, they're basically <laughs> shies. <laughs> they literally are the worst at everything. Um, I agree with that. And I guess for me, I was looking more from like, okay who's complaining like you know the reason why i mentioned like warrior and um you know and i guess ninja is because it's like first of all as a ninja it it stands out more that you're complaining like are you serious you're literally got here there's a whole line of classes that deserve to complain more than you kind of thing and then as for warriors um warriors like they Again, I have friends who, you know, a lot of friends that play Warrior, so I'm always hearing it. I think that's kind of why. But then at the same time, I'm also a Ranger naturally. And it's like, okay, every time I get caught by one of these flank classes, I should have some like backline support. And that's literally your job. And because Warriors, you know, especially Succession Warriors, they don't want to really do that. They kind of want to, I guess, have it all. I, I don't know. But it's like, yo, you're supposed Spartan, to be in that. Man. They go in with their shields and fucking just try to wreck shit. Yeah, but it's like your job is to be in the back and peel in for the ranged damage, and you're not doing that. So because you're not doing that, it's literally like rock, paper, scissors, and scissors is like just, you know, fucking paper up because rock isn't doing its job. I need you to be in the back peeling for me. That's where you're going to get all your kills, you know? Like, you can sit here and be like, oh, my movement isn't that great, you know? It's like, it doesn't have to be. As soon as you see a ninja pop out of stealth, you got a super armor grab, just use it, like, or whatever the case may be. But for me, that's kind of, like, why I put Warrior up there. But I, I do agree. Um, I think DK is kind of, 
you know, prior to succession, I think they uh, they kind of had that mantle of complaining a little bit more than the others. Yeah. I um but, since since we're talking about DK, they got the their slanted balance got nerfed. We're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but might as well talk about it God. now. So slanted balance got nerfed. I'm gonna see it. Oh, I gotta I gotta pull this up. But so slanted balance for people that don't know, I I actually forget the key command. I think it's S L M B or Shift L M B. Um, but they do like a sword swipe and a range like black animation comes out and floats you from from really really far away, and then. Um, it has frontal guard as well, and it's really, really quick. And the skill always was a protected CC, but in succession got a bunch of range. So the new iteration of it, it no longer CCs from range, but it still does CC and it still does have frontal guard. And man, the DK community was pissed. They were so upset about it. Like the way they describe the slanted bounce nerf it's like it was the only skill that they had in succession everything else sucks and now they're screwed uh, except for the you know one shot melee range aoe's <laughs> and you know i'm gonna try to find yeah, this. No, nothing else though okay, i can't think i'm gonna try to find this dk thread because it was just it was too good hold on it was one of my favorites actually there was a dk that he was super super reasonable and it threw me off i've never seen that on reddit before super reasonable <laughs> yeah so uh, it, part of the reason we wanted to have uh you on this week uh rylock i we told you a little bit before we started recording is like last week we kind of was like uh yeah rangers complain a lot and it's not really that warranted so just to kind of like put it in perspective i i think ranger I said DK or Ranger was like DK light. Basically what I'm maintaining is that like going back to like the amount of people that complain, it's not as high as DK, but to, in my opinion, it's still like fairly Just high. As up. Much. It, yeah. It's still fairly high number, but not as high. And then how warranted it is, is also like not as like, it's not as, DK is more warranted in their complaints than Ranger, in my opinion, can, except for the S-Block argument. S-Block argument is the only one I will readily give Ranger. Can I quickly sum up all of the Dark Knight's feelings across the community? I have the quote here. You guys ready? Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Knock it out. Let's hear it. Before the succession came out, DK hasn't seen any love from the developers in a long time. Awakening hasn't been buffed in a long time and is rather weak, especially in the current meta. I'm really hoping that this specific nerf can be avoided as it's yet another step to bring DK back into the dirt where it was before the succession release. The only thing that nerfing slanted balance will achieve is ruining the class yet again. So here's the thing. Here's, I get it. And you're right. Like, uh, Reslar, you mentioned like Rangers, we do kind of complain a decent amount, you know, like with Rangers and, and, uh, you know, DKs. The reason why is because both these classes, I feel, are gated by AP. You don't be like, it's literally like you're either kind of bottom tier or you're god tier. There's no real in between. And what determines that is for a, a wide margin of it is going to be your AP. You know, the second you're at 290 AP, you are god tier on DK. You're god tier on Ranger because you just do so much damage. And it's really tough for anybody, especially, you know, in the current meta to, you know, do anything about that. Like there's a, I, I linked um, 
frosty a clip where I literally one tapped somebody, you know, granted he's an archer, but I one tapped him, you know, full HP, 4K, didn't matter, you know, like it it literally doesn't matter. So when you have a lot of, you know, majority of the uh, communities for both Ranger and DK complaining is because majority of the community isn't at that AP threshold. So for them, it's like, why am I getting nerfed? Like this is, I, I literally have nothing, but then you have to look at it from like a high-end Ranger perspective or a high-end DK perspective. Like I'm sure we've seen Q like go into rbfs and just nuke people and then he's out like a bandit like what do you do for that you know it's really tough to counter that yeah he's not and... he's not helping dk's case at all <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly i'm and, it, and I'm, that's kind of yeah i'm gonna push back against this a little bit so i i understand where you're coming from and i do agree to an extent that like the whole scaling thing and that you know Whenever these Rangers and DKs get a lot of gear, that's when they really turn on and become super oppressive. And I do agree with that to an extent. But in the same breath, you have someone like Critical, who is literally fighting people with like 220 AP and just annihilating them. Well, okay, so well in a one v one close counter context. I mean, like it's. Right, what but if the, argument, does, if the argument well, is, if the argument is, we cannot do anything unless we have two eighty AP. It's factually incorrect. No, no, Just no, don't no, be no, bad. No. You gotta gotta understand the context. So he's talking, um, for like critical. What critical does is he tries to show the potential of it in one v one in a very controlled environment, and. Yeah, it has the potential to do all the down smashing and all that crazy shit. Yeah, you can kill someone with like 200 AP. But when you're fighting people at ridiculous gear scores, it's going to be really difficult to manage to pull that off consistently. And he'll even admit that's not a consistent thing. And all and... it takes is, especially if you're vastly undergeared compared to your opponent, all it takes is for him to do one nice, easy... AOE CC or AOE big damage ability like a Dream of Doom, for example, and he one-shots. Like, right. That, that would be the context example. Like, he's just showing off, you know, the potential skill level that you could pull off. I'm well aware, but, but that's my point, is that, and this is the thing we were uh, we were trying to make clear last episode, is that a lot of people, and it's not specific to Ranger or DK for that matter, it's uh, everyone for the most part, is it's like a lot of people, whenever they lose or they're playing bad, they say, this is because my class is bad. Instead of saying, this is because I am bad. And like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, Ranger is OP and you guys are fine. And, and it, no, you should actually be nerfed. My point and what I'm saying is these people that go on like Reddit or they like die in a 1v1 and then they just start typing furiously. Like, dude, you are not at the top of your game. You're not the best at your class. So it's like, while you're absolutely in the right to be like, hey, like these changes are bad, or I think that we deserve some buffs. Yeah, I can agree with that. The level at which people will blame their losses on that instead of just them not practicing and not taking the time to really learn how to play their class and how to fight it's it's just insanity to me, and it it really bothers me, honestly, because I mean, it, it, right, it, yeah. as someone who as someone who 
was really bad. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm amazing now, but I, I like to think that I'm slightly above average. I was really fucking garbage. And I complained a lot about the state of Warrior, because this was back when I was playing Warrior. I was like, dude, Warrior is, like, really bad. It's really hard to, like, fight against, like, a lot of these classes. This is post, uh, this is post, like, super armor removal. And then I was like, I rolled away from Warrior. I came back to it later, and I said, you know what? Instead of complaining, let me try and actually just be good at the class at the way it is now. And I was actually pretty decent. I took the time. I watched a lot of videos. I watched a lot of guides. I watched a lot of clips of just raw fights of good warriors like Hands and JR808. I just watched raw fights and watched what they were doing and was like trying to figure out what they were doing. I put in the time is what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, instead of me sit, like losing every fight and blaming it on, well, they removed our lingering super armor and that's why I'm losing. It was like I was winning more fights and also I wasn't complaining as much because when I lost, I was able to go, well, yeah, I messed up something there. Yeah. It's very no, frustrating for me. It's a lot of a lot of people expect to just auto win. Yeah, this is true, dude. Uh, everyone, the, that's always been my thing. Everyone thinks that they're really good at their class and that their win rate should be like ninety, ninety-five percent in every matchup. So when like like even Sorks, I notice like when Sorks don't win like ninety percent. If you beat a Sork, even if they beat you, but it's like sixty forty, they'll start like, dude, that class is pretty strong, man. Like that's actually I don't know about that. And it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah. still won, but not by a margin that you're comfortable with. It's kind of funny. Uh, no, like when Frosty, when Frosty dueled me, not like, what was that, like three, four weeks ago or something like that on his Kuno, I was like complaining about the movement being ridiculous, which to be fair, it is, but there is some adjustments that I started doing after Frosty suggested some things and. Like backing it, off this, once I see Tenon, like don't even give it an opportunity to cancel on me, and then it won't be as much of an issue, which was true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. some adjustments, you know, taking advice and you know adjusting accordingly. Like I, that's why, like whenever I say what, whenever someone asks me like what's my best matchups or whatever, like there's some that are very distinctly obviously the best matchups I have, but most of the time I'll I'll probably consider certain players my my worst matchup rather than the class as a whole like right i'll look at hands for example and obviously my worst matchup when it comes to warrior but i'll fight a number of other warriors doesn't matter if it's succession um or awakening and i can beat them doesn't mean i'm going to be able to do this with every warrior but well that, that's the extreme cases i mean in your case specifically i remember um i remember uh, a male friend was like complaining about the sork matchup and i was like I don't know, man. Like, I feel like Mayo is pretty good against Sork. Because, like, whenever I fight Nayashi or I see Nayashi in, like, the AOA against Benzi, and he just fucking wrecks. And then, like, because you're sitting there practicing against Amora all day, so now all these other Sorks are kind of just... Yeah. I mean, that's... that's just the same thing Reslar was saying. Just yeah. sitting it's, there learning yeah, the gap and practice. It's all about the time you put in, dude. Like, that's all it is. Like, really. It's also really helpful if you find someone that is really good at the matchup that just destroys yes. you to just practice don't, against specifically them. Don't care if you're losing, just yeah. go fight them a bunch and try to get better. Because, like, man, and I'm sorry, but them, fighting, ask them to fighting, help you. Fight, fighting your friends doesn't always necessarily correlate to you getting better. Because if your friends are garbage, well, unfortunately, yeah. uh, 
You're going to be learning how to fight garbage players. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that, like, I know, like, this community is, like, like pretty toxic in a lot of ways. But, like, I feel like a lot of times, if you just, like, if you're fighting somebody and it's not, like, a salt fest, if you just ask them, like, questions, I feel like they'll help you out. Like, I've had it yeah. happen quite a few times where I'm like, wait, is that, like, a protected thing? What's that, like, after I get killed? And they're like, yeah, it's a protected CC. And I'm like, oh, shit, all right. It's like, dude, just, like, learn. Just ask questions. Just learn. Just practice. You got to put in the time. And, again, I'm not, like, I know there's people just, like, fiercely typing their comments right now if they haven't finished already. <laughs> I am not saying that your complaints are unwarranted. Like, they can, there can be two things true at once. There should be balance changes, and you are not at the peak of where your class should, could be. Like these two things can be true at the same time. So and I would I'm add asking, that there, there. I would add on top of that that there are some cases where certain classes are just inherently a counter, even if they were technically yeah. designed to be. They will like a succession warrior is something Amewa has extreme problems with. Yeah, I'll be the absolutely. first to admit that kind of matchup. Mm, not, not well, yet. Like, it's also based on the player. If the player fucks up, I can kill him. So. Not, not now that you have Ted Blackstar, dude. Warriors are easy. <laughs> yeah, Ted Blackstar, dude. <laughs> but like, Ted literally, all, all I'm, all I would like to see, like, from like people in the community, and like, I mean, the community at large. But you gotta start small with a movement. So if you're listening to this podcast, hear me out. Whenever you lose a fight. Instead of trying to say, why is it that my class lost that fight? Just ask, what did I do that lost that fight? And I understand that it may have been, oh, well, I lagged. Oh, may I de I, maybe I desynced or something like that. Or, oh, well, that class is just fucking busted. And, and like, I feel like there's nothing I can do about it. Just literally ask yourself, question yourself. What could I have done differently? To make that matchup or make that fight go more in my direction. And your world will change, man. It really will. Yeah, yeah Reslar, what could you have done differently in your uh, your recent in your, video? What what could you <laughs> what could you have done differently you, in your class? Selection? Yeah, I know. If you would have if you would have just upgraded your ISP, I think you could have done a lot better. Dude, that's the weirdest thing. You know, I call I call fucking Spectrum out here like once like usually at least once every like three or four months. Yeah, hey, I've been I dealing get, with Spectrum I, too. I just get sick of it and I'm like, you you people have to come fix this. And they come out here and they go, No, nothing's wrong. I'm like, you're fucking lying to me, but I, there's yep, I just I got the, I'm held hostage. There's nothing I can uh, do about it. I, I literally just got the same treatment this week. That's why my stream has been completely garbage the last two weekends. Yeah. But like on the note of like my internet, like one thing that's like honestly just been way better for like me and for like my mental health is I, <laughs> I try not to freak out as much whenever I lag, like in fights. Like, yeah. whenever I lag in fights, I'm just like, well, yeah, that's just normal. Like, that's just going to happen. Like, and it's about, like, one thing that I started doing is I never back cancel E anymore. And I used to love back canceling E because it was easier and it was a longer uh, super armor animation. So my thought process was, oh, if I desync, then I have a longer super armor animation. I can figure out what to do next. But it was actually hurting me in that I was just dying in it a lot in the super armor animation. So now yeah. what I always do is I made an adjustment to deal with my desync. 
So now I always side cancel because it's faster. I always side cancel and then stomp because that action happens almost instantly. And then I can adjust from there. So like even my desync that I really like can't really account for, it strikes at a moment's notice. There's no warning. Like I I try to make adjustments to deal with it, even if it doesn't work half the time. But what else am I going to do? It's not like fucking Spectrum's going to do anything about it. Pieces of shit. I just gotta try and work around it. I have a, I have oh, yeah. a closing yeah. range. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Relic. I was just gonna say, like on on the uh, topic of basically just kind of get good um, when it comes to whenever you <laughs> lose fights. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this about like me, but I've always been kind of like that siege ranger. Like I literally started, you know, on the Eden server in PRX. And uh, then that like ended up reforming into FML and, you know, did that up until server merge and then joined Cho and I've been in Cho ever since. And so for me, like I've always been kind of like jetpacks in the sense of, hey, I understand my positioning better than more, you know, most rangers. Um, I understand, you know, range damage, range, you know, um, finishing off, you know, people purely from a distance, peeling all that kind of stuff never really took 1v1 seriously until I ran into Time Bomb and he just smacked me. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was even close. And so instead of just raging about it or coming up with excuses or whatever, I was like, hey, teach me. Like, I need to know how you did that. And he he was like, all right, cool. Here, just do all this. You know, got into the uh, the battle arena with him. And I spent, like, a good two months just, like, every day hours and hours just fighting and you know learning everything from him and critical did the same thing around the same time actually so you had myself and critical like elevating when it came to 1v1s and just ranger as a whole and you know then a few weeks later like you know both of us are putting out videos and like hey here's what you do and here's how it applies and you know 1v1s in a controlled environment that's kind of what critical did versus me where it's like hey this is what you can do when it comes to group pvp and both you know gvgs and in sieges you know like you can still make that work for you and that's that's just a few months you know like just it, it really does kind of come down to honestly sometimes you just gotta get good like don't expect the devs to fix something for you if you yeah. bust your butt and figure it out like you'll be fine yeah and if you want to tilt someone be the weaker class that still kills them dude they'll be even more tilted dude right yeah <laughs> be the be the shy um, dude like <laughs> like that's exactly it is the only class that literally can't win a fight in this game is shy so unless you're a shy it's not like you are unable to win. It's just not possible. It's not feasible. You can always win if you're good enough. Like, yeah. it's just how it is. Um, it leads me to my, my final like Ranger question before we close out officially. Move on. Who is the best, like just straight up best all around Ranger in NA, in your opinion? Best all around Ranger NA. Mm. Like, who's just like the give best it- Ranger? Yeah. So let me go ahead and preface by saying, like, there is not one best ranger at anything. I think there's a handful of rangers that are the best at something, Mm -hmm. but there's, like, nobody who's, like, you know, number one in every category, right? Right, right. 
Um, All right, overall, split, split it up then, make it a little bit easier. Who's the best large scale, best 1v1 ranger? Okay, uh, so I think he still plays, but in terms of 1v1s, I would give that to Senpai Yameti. That dude by himself has taught a lot of rangers, and I guess I will say this. When you look at a ranger, you can tell where they learned from. It's kind of weird, like, but there's almost like three schools of ranger, and Senpai Yameti is one of them. Like, you have rangers who are always uh, lingering their super armors and all that kind of stuff. That's him. Like, that's what he does, you know? Um, so I would say he's probably the best 1v1 ranger. When you have the best uh, G GVG ranger, I think that probably goes to me. Um, just because positioning, whereas if you're talking Siege, that's going to go to Jetpacks. Um, best all-around Ranger, like just, you know, every aspect there in the top three, Time Bomb. When you're talking about the most knowledgeable Ranger, um, it's going to be Soul. Critical was up there as well, but Critical doesn't play anymore. Um, and then obviously I would throw Critical, you know, in the 1v1 category as well. but yeah. Okay. This is kind of my top. Yeah, time bomb. You know what's so funny too is about what you were saying earlier is like asking or what you know just like ask people for help. Time bomb is one of those people. I feel like he comes off as so toxic, and he can be super toxic. But if you <laughs> if you ask him for help, it actually doesn't even matter the class. Just tell him like you're having trouble with that matchup or whatever. Like that dude is like super helpful in BA, and like really really oh, willing I'll... to help. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's hella toxic. Let's let's yeah. not you know paint <laughs> yeah. him in a good light. Let's call but... a spade a spade. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he's he's one of those people that's like very loyal. Um, I've noticed that you know just because like him, myself, critical, like we still are uh, really close. And he's somebody who like if you have any issues with like the class, he hates it because he's like, dude, I can't teach for anything. I'm like, dude, you taught me in critical. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, yeah, but I just went in the battle arena and just beat y'all until y'all figured it out. And I was like, that's all it takes. That's literally the best way of teaching. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything else on Ranger before we go to uh, all these weird changes that are coming? I got something. So we're going to – this will be like the last thing before we move forward. So here fairly soon, now that all the successions are out, we're going to be looking at posting a uh, another tier list for all the classes awakening in succession. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking at a grade of S to F, right? You got S, A, B, C, D, and uh, F, I guess. Or maybe D is the lowest, because I don't think there's anything that's F, except for Shy's rating in PvP. Um, where, where, do you, where would you put like ranger in that list do you think like it's an a tier class a b tier class i think in our last tier list we said it was i think c right Fossey? i think yeah c c or b i can't c, remember c plus or b minus something like that so um where do you think you would put it like on that scale yeah man uh, like overall overall i would put the class square in the middle like just middle of the pack so I would say, like, you know, C tier kind of thing or B tier. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, like, I know is kind of like, what, seriously? Like, you know, I've seen what Rangers can do. Again, I think 
when you look at people like critical, like what he's done, you're talking in a controlled environment and you're talking about at the highest level, like even he'll say like, yo, this is not something that can be replicated, you know, on demand. And then at the same time, you know, gear is also a big factor. I think like it's gated by AP. So to get to this high peak, you know, A plus kind of, you know, on the tier list, there's things that you have to have that majority of the uh, Ranger player base doesn't. But at the same time, Ranger, I don't think is as weak as people think it is. I think it's more, again, um, we have, there's a, like, there's, you know, our counter for our class, our natural counter is just an abundance. I find whenever I do an RBF and there's like maybe one ninja or one Sork on the other team, I do extremely well. Like, I mean, I do well naturally, but it's it's a breeze. Like, I'm not even paying attention, you know, and I'm walking out with 2K, you know, points or something. So I feel like Ranger isn't in a terrible spot. It needs love, but it's not as bad as, you know, some people make it out to be. I just think there's just too many Sorks and Ninjas. If you... If those classes got nerfed, then it'd be, you know, better. And yeah, I think a sorry the, to to add on to that. I th- I think a lot of it is like like when I look at my class, I think Ranger kind of has a very similar kind of approach to things. It's you don't want attention as your class. Like oh, no. having eyes focused on you is not good for your health. So you excel at flanking or getting behind someone or just shooting someone from outside their render range. Um, Insert Archer. But, um, I mean, that's where you excel, and you don't want to fight people on their terms, you know? Like, that's that's not going to bold well for your, your ability to win in that fight. I mean, that sounds kind of like, it's kind of cheesy, like, oh, yeah, well, if you catch me from behind, that doesn't good blah 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 but it's like class is kind of designed to do something like that it's kind of to do that Uh, yeah i mean i've even in one of you ones because like again i i've always just kind of lived by the bow um a lot of people would get frustrated like i think mccann's he he actually kind of got frustrated at me because i just started kiting like he's so used to like okay fighting you know rangers that are going to be more senpai and medi like i'm going to linger my super armors I just started kiting backwards because in my mind, it's like, I'm going to force you to have to learn how to close the gap first. You know, you're going to have to learn how to do that. And then once that happens, hopefully you're at half HP and now we can start trading super armor and all that stuff. And that's where I should have the advantage, you know, but I'm not going to make things easy for you by immediately jumping into that, you know, like, all right, now I'm in melee range. Let's, you know, fight this straight up 1v1 man to man. Like, hell no. Like, you're going to have to work to get to me first. And so, do you, if you separated Succession and Awakening, would you put them both in like that middle area, both in like B or C territory? Or would you uh, put one on one side and one on the other? Mm, uh, so, for overall, I would put. Man, that's tough. I would put, I would put, uh, yeah, I think I would put them in the same overall because it's, like I said, like when it comes to PVE, they're about similar. When it comes to large scale succession, hands down is like A plus, you know, tier. I find it's one of the strongest classes for it, but then 1v1s definitely bring it back down 
you know, kind of to that like medium uh, tier list. But then on the opposite side of that spectrum, you have Awakened Ranger, where it's like on the 1v1 side of things, you're A+. plus. You know, you're relatively strong, but in group play, you don't really bring anything to the fight. So overall, like just, you know, adding it all up, I would put them both kind of in that middle ground. All righty, cool. I, I can agree. Yeah, I agree as well, honestly. We'll see. I'm curious. I'm. I wonder if they'll do any changes to Awakening because they have been trending more towards buffing some of these Awakening recently. Tamer, Warrior, my, and Valk, and so we'll see. Yeah. My issue with it is like I don't think it's going to be the right no. kind of buffs. You know, like they'll buff damage to Awaken. You know skills and it's like hooray but that's not that's not where ranger is struggling you know it's it's whenever we go in to do this range or this uh awakened damage we're so squishy like we die instantly so can we get like you know a life steal or can we get a, a passive heal or can we get like something, kuno's you know? lethal spin heal yeah like that's what we need like more damage isn't going to do anything for us we're going to go in and we're going to get you know white and then that's it you know or so, it gives you that it gives HP you that pseudo tankiness or hp per five whenever you uh have your swords out <laughs> just saying i think it's a i think it's how you fix the class honestly yeah <laughs> no so you better leave kuno's name out of your mouth dude <laughs> <laughs> no i was i, I was I'm thinking based on what he was saying use like um kind of like how lethal spin has the heal like it gives you that pseudo tankiness yeah, no, I'm just kidding. So since he has to dive in with uh, awakening for sword play, that would be. Dude, I I know it'll again. This will never happen because they don't like to do the whole CC and protection and awakening for most uh, classes. But I always dreamed of Waltz having SA when it was on off cooldown. God, you and everybody else. It reminds that would me, that would I, solve so many problems. Have you ever played Blade and Soul? I haven't. I've seen I've uh, I've seen gameplay of it though. They, they have, have they have a class called uh, Blade Dancer that they're mm -hmm. I think it's Tab is the hotkey, but they literally spam. It looks exactly like Waltz, and they just spam it forever because it's super armor. And like, so when I played Ranger, I was like, dude, this looks just like that. It looks so cool, and it's completely unprotected. And the cooldown is so long, so the no protection never made any sense to me. Back, dude, even back all of our day, protections and awakening. Have you seen Nature's Tremble? For the cooldown that skill has, it should do way more damage. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, they but, they should change the cooldowns to match the succession ones. To be honest, for regeneration and nature's tremble, the cooldown never made sense. At Dude. this point, honestly, I just don't want to. I'd rather be out of the developer's eyes because anytime you ask for buffs, they end up buffing the wrong thing and nerfing the right thing, and it just puts oh, you in a yeah. worse position. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of oh, like, I got some hey, recent don't... notes that'll help out with uh, giving that perspective. <laughs> no, actually, we've already been over this, man. They they just do whatever you don't want, man. Yeah, and uh, you just got to yeah. use reverse psychology on them to get what you want. Next, like, they'll uh, they'll buff New Year's Eve, which no one uses. Like. Uh, <laughs> Whenever the succession nerfs came out for Ranger, like, you know, on Global Lab and all that stuff, a lot of people were like, oh, my goodness, this is the end. It's, it's terrible. And, you know, Time Bomb hit me up and he's like, so what do you think? And I was like, dude, I'm just glad they didn't touch Penetrating Wind. He's like, I know, right? Like, they can have Charging Wind, Descending Current <laughs> as a meme, you know, 
PUBG, you know, Prime Ultimate Blasting Gust, like it sucks for PVE. That really hurts. But dude, if they would have nerfed Penetrating Wind, oh my goodness. At that point, I think that's the one skill where if that gets nerfed, I will re-roll off. Like that's kind of the final straw for me. It's funny. It's that I, I was talking to Time Bomb about it. Like he was marking into the guild, and I think we were in a one v one against Brutal, and it wasn't even long. It was like forty five minutes, and Time Bomb was like seventy three and three, and I was like, "So Succession," because Anfield in his video right after came, I was like, "Ranger has been bricked," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh it's so dramatic, dude." So yeah, it's you know. This is a lot of babies, that's all. I wanted to add a topic, by the way, Frosty, that we forgot about. All right. It's uh, the infographic. Oh, right, okay. Do you have it? Uh, I was looking for it, and I could not find it. I don't know if anybody has it, maybe in the Discord somewhere. It should be on the website somewhere. I think on the That's front. a good... Yeah, probably on the that's front. That's a good end. idea. I probably should have checked that instead of read it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, let's ro- let's uh let's go through the simple stuff first. So seasons? Gar- uh let's get to seasons after because seasons is uh yeah. So let's talk about Garmos Heart real quick because we already know it adds a socket, but I don't think we knew until it was out on Korea that it added two sockets or what crystals you can put for. There's been screenshots of corrupted crystals in the dandy. So if you use Garmos inverted Garmos Heart, put in your awakening weapon, your dandy specifically, you get two crystal slots. Um. And three percent crit damage buff. And three percent crit damage buff. And it looks like currently, I don't know if it's. I heard it was a bug, and then I heard other people say it's intended. But it looks like you can use both the versatile crystals or uh, offhand crystals in it for whatever reason. So there's some so screenshots like of corrupted, yeah, corrupted crystals in there. And then I think the two new crystals actually are exclusive to the awakening weapon, right? I don't, I don't think you can put them in anything else. So, yeah, they're exclusive. Yeah, that it's kind of a weird thing because on one hand, I was like, oh, cool, two crystals. That means with the new crystals, you can get six accuracy and 10 human damage. But I don't think that that competes with four AP and 20% more crit. No. Yeah, I, I think that's that has to be a bug. That's That would be too much damage. Could you imagine some classes like a fucking DK? I mean, it's like twenty percent additional crit damage. You'd be required to use it also in PVE. Like that would just—that's just so oh, yeah. much damage. Way too so, much damage. Yeah, I kind of hope that's not the case. So we'll we'll see. It doesn't really make sense for the offhand crystals to fit in there because, like, I don't know. Dude, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure you will, you 300 AP ranger. ranger just, with you know, 40%? People. Yeah, with four corrupted crystals, we have 40% crit or 44% mm-hmm. critical hit. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll take that. That's the other thing, too, is would you get the set bonus twice if you have four crystals? Like, that's another reason why it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Probably not because of how the homes and max are dis- uh, designed. You don't get additional set bonuses if you put more than the four. Right. Uh, that's the other thing too is like I don't I don't want it in there because at least with the other crystal they're good but you can still kind of decide like you know what for my build it'll make more sense if I put the hooms in my awakening weapon but if you have the corrupted mm-hmm. you're like basically forced you have to use that shit so I don't know well I don't know though because uh, aren't they coming out with um well like the Garmot's heart in your awakening weapon would that also give you special attack evasion 
No. No. So it gives you three oh, percent okay. crit is the automatic like thing it gives you when you put the just by putting the heart in you get three percent critical hit damage and two sockets. However, well, regardless, we're also getting those new elixirs as well. So yeah, I was gonna say we get the new elixirs and the perfume that gives special attack. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Wait. Special attack of or yeah. Those are only in chest though, right? The blue crystals we have mm -hmm. currently. Okay. I was gonna say that would be crazy. Yeah. Put that in awakening weapon too. Now you have forty percent. Oh god. That'll negate those corrupted crystals real fast. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> um. I found it by the way. I linked it in chat. Okay, the infographic. All right, let's let's start here. Let me pull it up real quick. Let me switch. I got a red shark. So in. this year, this year they only did four cities for some reason. I don't know what that's about, but it's basically it's not the whole population, but it's like a demographic or a representative population, basically. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, there were several surprising things about this, such as DK is apparently the most played class. Which is interesting, considering how much they fucking whine about how terrible it is. <laughs> uh, and also, Archer is the least played class, which is like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, there's a couple problems with this class distribution. One, it doesn't consider alts and people that coupons and whatnot. It just considers classes made. Yeah, that's kind of the thing with this right that makes that sense. if it was like classes that and i don't even think it'd be that hard to do just based on like playtime. but if they did class distribution based on like every account's most played character then it would kind of make sense or like most played character in in 2019 that would make sense but yeah, yeah. they're just like outright saying oh well, you know all these all these particular I think Nyash is upset because 3.93% of the population plays Mewa, which is above like five other classes. And he's like, that Well, it's pretty be. funny considering considering how Mewa is like the least played Siege class. And then on top of that, it, you know, still being 3.9, clearly we have a lot of life skillers. <laughs> Dude, what May do you think they deserve to be? Mewas are slowly becoming the most whiny class in the game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say Mayo's population is not lower than Tamers, but um, I don't think Tamers is at three percent. I think that's bullshit too. But um, I don't know. It's it's fairly low. I'm honestly surprised Berserkers that high. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was going to be like second to last, only in front of Shy. That's honestly I, what I was expecting. <laughs> I thought I'd is this more is this total for all regions or no no no. this is only four cities there's only four cities no 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 the, it's not the four cities that's the that is their way of saying they're comparing the amount of characters made is equal to the population of those four cities that's all those four cities mean do you see what i'm saying it no says, i don't yeah it says total characters 10.6 million Equal right. to L.A., Paris, Auckland, Vancouver. And yeah. then below that says right. equal to the population of the above cities combined. It's not saying it's the characters from those four cities. It's saying, like, if you look at the total actual population of those four cities, it's 10.6 million, which is how many characters are made. They're, they're just doing a weird comparison to be like, look how many characters are made. It's like all these cities, IRL. That's all. Right, but is the class distribution is those characters, is it not? That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it's those 10.6 million characters, yeah. But I think that that... I'm so it's sure. only those four cities. No, those four cities are just a like it, an it's analogy. It's just a population comparison. Yeah, it's just yeah, a population just comparison. A population. It, it's like saying, hey, our game has 3.6 million players. That's like the number of people in Los Angeles. That's what this is. Yeah. Those cities, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, those cities are irrelevant. That, that's just like a, an analogy. Yeah. yeah, I was misunderstanding then. Okay, got it. So yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm. They, small were tr- they were trying to give you context as to how many players I'm, or how many characters that is in terms of actual people. Now I don't know if is this NA and EU or just NA. Does anyone know if the it, EU it website really has it? Say. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't say. I wonder if the EU website has a different infographic. I guess that would be the way to find out, but. Um, or maybe it's all everything. I'm a little. Bit time, oh no, no, this um, is this is NA and EU because it it talks about North America, Calpheon, and Europe, Calpheon. So this is NA and EU combined. This whole thing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I feel like uh, I don't quite remember like last year's, but I feel like this is a lot less than last year's. Like a lot less like information. Oh, it's and way like, less information. They they yeah. kept it way simple this time. By the way, I do think the Zerker number is kind of an indictment if you think about it, because if you look at the on the left side, Dark Knight obviously was the most popular class for a long time, right? Like just its style, how strong it was, all that shit. So I could see why so many Dark Knights were made. But Zerker was out since the very beginning, and it's like way at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if this is total yeah, characters right. made of all time, that actually is like. It's pretty it's pitiful. The, it's it's the lowest class of all the release classes. People don't even make Zerker alts, dude, for life skilling. <laughs> no, they don't. Feels dirty. That's what I'm saying. Mewa's population is probably mostly life skilling. <laughs> we got the vacuum Zerker, and man. we got the two vacuums. People do not like Zerker. I mean, how long have I tried to convince you to hop on a trial Zerker and I'll show you like the base? So you can have a basic understanding of the class, and you just refuse to do it, dude. Here, here's hate <laughs> here's what they should have done. You know how the weather—it's like, all right, it's 97 degrees outside, feels like 105 because of humidity or whatever. This class distribution should have shown this, and then underneath what it feels like, and then put ninja at 50 percent, Sork at 49 percent, <laughs> and then all other classes at one percent. Basically, uh, let's see, Ethereum care. Carax Bill 876. Am I the only one who's like really shocked that Archer is the lowest? Like, I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. That's what I'm saying. I think it's just, it's not including mains because there's a lot more archers in there than that lets on. There's a lot more archers out there than there is lawns. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Fucking sure. More than, I think more archers than Kunos too. And you're going to sit there and say there's more shies than archers, lawns, and guardians? Maybe guardians because it's new, but... Yeah, guardians I understand because it's literally like a three-week-old class, right? So I get yeah. that, but... Well, in fairness with shy, they, a lot of people do have like shy alts for life skills. But that's it's, what I'm saying. It's it not a, a true representation of right. what people play. It's just no, for alt. sure, for sure. Uh, the boat thing is, who cares? Blackstar weapons, 21,500. I don't know... That's who cares. Like the information on this is like I it's don't know. so much who cares. <laughs> uh the largest siege 
since the third year anniversary, North American Calfee on June second, two thousand nineteen, nineteen hundred players on Calfee. I do not I remember that. Yeah, I wish it showed the guilds too, because like, who the hell was there, and why? Why were there so many people on Calfeon? Got to go through Reddit to figure this crap out. Yeah, that must have been when Versatile had to hand off to Haste. Um... <laughs> there's, this, there's this rare moment every once in a millennia where I'm I'm sitting there going like, damn. This kind of sucks. And I'm like, well, it's probably just me being pessimistic again. And then I go and look in the community, and no, everyone pretty much agrees. It sucks. What? And uh, this is that moment. (laughs) Wait, what? What sucks? The infographic compared to, like, last year. Yeah. No, it's horrible. Like, last year was... Last year, I mean, I only vaguely remember, but last year had some pretty cool stuff on it from what I remember. Yeah, they they showed pens made, T9s made, they showed, uh... They showed which guilds had the most node wins, which guilds had the most siege wins, like, all sorts of cool stuff. I think, actually, somebody on EU, they, uh... They just went out of their way and they made that, like, themselves. Since this one kind of sucked. (laughs) Yeah, on Reddit. It's actually nice. It's like, ah... When today? Do their job for them. I saw it on Reddit today. I think. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's right here. It. Link it. Let's see. I got it. 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 This is based on what? Just. Oh shit! I'm gonna die. Whoa! Fuck. Oh, okay, we're good. Imagine dying at mansions. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I am at Sakraya. Thank you very uh, much. Are you? I don't know why oh, I'm lying. Okay. I'm not. Oh my, okay. How tiny is this a graph for ants? <laughs> it's it's really long. That's the issue. It's like super fucking long. Alright, fourth anniversary haul. Someone made this? Oh, this is only for EU, huh? Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's the EU guy who made it, so. Right, that makes, makes that makes sense. Should have just made it on a website with a cascade. Dude, this is cool, though. I like this. Um, for the people who can't see what I'm looking at, they have like tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four node war wins in the top three guilds in each. Um, siege, top ten siege participation, sovereign number one, and then uh, VOS, and then Deliverum or Delirium. I don't speak EU. I think it was supposed to be Delirium, <laughs> but they had to be. Yeah. Uh created by Diona Cranjul from the Guild Unpredictable. Most uh most regions conquered. Number one sovereign with nineteen. Number two is unpredictable or uh yes, fifteen, and number three is unpredictable at fourteen. Dude, yes is a I like yes's logo. Dude, just a check mark. It's kinda cool. It's a cool deal. <laughs> Balano Siege Participation. Oh, this is cool. We need one of these for NA, please. Somebody. Yeah, do do one for NA, EU guy. No, not, <laughs> not the EU. I mean, fuck, if he could get that info, that'd be crazy. This is created by yeah, Dayona. That's cool. Caterpalicious.com. What is that? That's where it says the stats are provided from. Dude, this artwork on here is pretty cool too. Yeah, they did a really, really, really good job. All right. High quality shit. 
It's HQ stuff, dude. All right, That's I'm gonna high quality H2O. I'm gonna pull up uh, Kimo's video here. We're gonna talk about Black Star armor, armor of the dead god. So he actually did two videos: one where he does the quest get Black Star armor. That's pretty straightforward, and then the other one where he does. He's enhancing his armor of the dead god. Which I don't know, more and more it's starting to look like it's actually super easy to get. Wait, can you uh, post that video? Yeah, I'm going to link it in the chat. Let me find it real quick. Oh, I have to... Sorry. Got my pen tree armor ready for it. Yeah, are you C10 already? Not yet. Working on it, though. I'm not too far off. What is your DP? I'm only 324. I gave up a decent amount for a tet distortion. Yeah. Worth. Could see. But that's just more Cafres. I can do that. They're just so pricey right now. Dude, one day we should do an Anthem podcast, Res. All right, here we go. Um... (laughs) What the fuck did you just (laughs) say to me? Dude. Uh, all right. Oh, I should link it to you. Like I said, I was going to do. Hold on. Here you go. Um, thanks, thanks, guy. Okay, so this dude's enhancing. He he made the armor of the dead god. So he has the base one. To make the armor of the dead god, you need uh, sharp, hard, and ten kafir stones and a mass of pure magic to make the stone to do an enhancement attempt. Um, and the enhancement chances are like. Not that bad. So he's enhancing it to pry on a 59 or 60 stack here, and it's a 13% chance, which isn't that Hmm. bad. Um, I think a base one is basically equal. Base is equal to C9. Pry is like C12, and duo is C20. Pen Dimtree. That's the equivalent. So, yeah, he fails this pry a few times. <laughs> That's the thing too, is like when it does fail, like you lose those Kaffir stones, the sharp, hard, the mass, the tent, and yeah, the and hurts then, the soul. And thirty durability. Every fail is thirty durability loss. Thirty durability? Oh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like maybe it's just me, but I'd be pretty content with just getting it to duo and then slowly doing try over and over. To protect, uh, I forget, he, he protects the, oh, and it can, if it fails, it can downgrade all the way back down to zero. Well, no, not, not, wait, not, what? Not, not zero, but like base or whatever, because it, it goes from base, pry, duo, try, tet, pen. So if so you if fail you go... a duo attempt, it'll actually go back down to base. What? what? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, what? that's rough. I'm pretty sure I said that as a meme last week. They're actually doing that? Yeah, so to protect the duo attempt, um, Cron it's 1,500 crons. To protect Tri... Shocker. Buy more <laughs> costumes, you cucks. Yeah, to, to protect Tri, it's 2,100. But yeah, I still man. think if you use a proper stack, it's not that bad. So he, he goes for duo here on a 132, and it's a 14.2% chance. So if you have a pretty high stack, I feel like duo is somewhat manageable yeah but what about the rest of them also on this armor and i don't know if this is exclusive to kr or new just because of this armor or that's how enhancements are going to be when you click enhance it tells you you have a low chance and makes you type in the number fail stack that you're using to confirm that's, that you're yeah aware. that's in global labs yeah that's in lo- that's in global labs yeah 
So he keeps typing 135 or failing. I can tell you that that's super annoying when you are trying to uh, build up your global lab gear because you just want to spam all the 100 stacks. Right, right. So every time you want to enhance it further at a lower level, that's not uh, that's not try attempt, I think it is, or at least pass try with 100 stack. It'll prompt you. It's fucking obnoxious so do you guys think would you if you happen to have this at base would you be protecting the duo attempt or would you just let it go back down because the thing is like you basically need like a 70 or 80 stack minimum to go for pry if you want the chance to be reasonable what's the cost what's the cost of the crons you need a 1500 to protect duo attempts fuck me I know, dude. It's so expensive. Three billion for a duo attempt? Uh, well, fifth, uh, 1.5 bill. Everyone can get costumes from the market. So he hits it. He goes for pry now on a 76 stack later on. It's a 17.2% chance. He won How strong is base in comparison to a normal pen armor with Kaffirs? Base is a C9 dim tree. Pry is C12, I believe, or C13, and Duo is C20. Oh my gosh. Plus it has that monster damage reduction. Dude, I, I might this might be what I go for next. This is definitely what I go for next. Right? Like it, it doesn't seem that hard. Now, so there's two ways to make it. You can either have uh Pen Black Star and 8,000 Kaffir Stones, and you can make the armor of the dead god, or a pen dim tree that's C10 and a rare drop at Thorn Tree Forest, which is the 270 a, uh, AP spot. I don't know how common that rare drop is, but it is marketable and the base price is 114 mil. So it seems like it wouldn't be that impossible to get. Um, this armor would be cancer for me. <laughs> I'm such a casual. That would be so awful for me to get. Just to confirm, the um, the Dead God armor, does it come with like the three gem slots or whatever? Or... No, it's two. It's two. The three was for BDO Mobile. Oh, yeah. BDO Mobile getting everything good. <laughs> Dude, three they get slots the arenas. They get three sockets in their fucking armors. <laughs> Dude, I even heard uh, Ranger on mobile has S-Block. <laughs> it's true, dude. It's true. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The mobile is so different. I can't really compare. I hate I hate video mobile. I did not like it at Jesus. all. Jesus. This, this makes you burn through your 70 and 80 stacks like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just cancer to think about. This gear, man. This is... Ugh. Yeah. So much. But that shit will help you grind all those high-end spots now because it has monster damage reduction, too. That's one yeah, of the reasons I mean, I'm actually motivated to get be, it. That's obviously essential piece moving forward, mm. but fucking Christ I'll almighty. Just, I'll just melt all my reroll costumes, dude. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pick melt a class. Them. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. What else did we have here? Oh, seasons. All right. Um, so seasons is insane. And there's a lot of information I don't know. Maybe someone else oh, does. Oh, there's a lot of questions I got about some of that stuff. But Yeah, so I'm going to give the base premise for Seasons, and then uh, we'll get everyone's opinion, and if you guys know anything about Seasons, 
and can correct it, that'd be great. I'm going to show this stock footage that, again, uh, Kimo or Kimo put up. Um, let me find it. Hold on. Where did he do this one? Uh, shit. Where was it? It's hard to shift through your, your search history with all that porn, huh? <laughs> I'm looking at his YouTube page, but yes. Also <laughs> separately, yes. <laughs> Dude, so if they brought if they if we have seasons now in uh in BDO, how long do you think it's gonna be until we get a battle pass? Oh god. What's a battle pass do? I'm out. I'm out of the loop. Dude, it's 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 all the rage in video games now. Everyone is doing seasons and battle passes. Like literally everyone. It's nutty, man. It's like very common to see in games now. So the battle, the whole idea of the battle pass is, hey, we're gonna give you free shit for doing like these like certain activities in game. But also, if you spend like twenty dollars, you'll oh, get even more and better shit. Don't That's give like them the any whole ideas. idea behind it. Dude, I'm actually surprised they haven't made it yet. I'm actually surprised. Alright, I linked it I linked it in the chat for you guys. So this is the video. It's all in Korean, so kinda tough to make out. But basically, while this is playing in the background, I'll give the gist of it. You have a season. I don't know what the exact duration will be, but you make a new character on your same account. It's not a separate account. Um, the character will be marked in your character list. It'll have a little icon next to it so you know that that is a seasonal character, not a normal character. And you... Oh, he does do English subtitles for this. I don't know how detailed it is, though. Um, but you you make a character, you're separate from everyone else. Like, you're only with other seasonal characters, just like everything else. Um, the whole purpose of it is, in their words, is to make it easier for new players to catch up. But I also think an added benefit of it, if it ends up being pretty good, is that veteran players, like us, can actually play with people that are starting out and actually feel like you're playing with them and not like, yeah, I normally grind Sakrea, but sure, I'll come help you at Fogans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you actually be able to start with people, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so there's a certain period of time you're playing, and you have this weird gear that's not actual gear that you enhance to progress. So you can grind up, get this weird gear, and it has a lot higher enhancement chance, or at least a higher enhancement chance, so you can gear up like a lot easier. Uh, once it's like full pen, you're basically equal to full tet armor and weapons with tri accessories, I believe. Yes. And then you get like rewards at the end, and then you move over your character, your experience, and all that stuff to live. Now, I don't know exactly what happens with the items or the type of um, items or what can, you can get. You know? Can, okay. So I. Based on the patch notes and whatnot that they said in Global Labs, that basically your items are then when you go to from seasonal character to non-season, because at the end of the season, they convert all characters that are seasonal to non-season. Your gear is also then converted to actual real live gear. I'm saying live as a representation of normal servers, so normal gear. Right. 
how that's going to actually happen, it hasn't really been explained yet, whether or not it, for example, the armor gets turned into tree armor or the weapons get turned into respective Zargas and dandies. Not really sure on that. So that's where a big question is, but they do say specifically that the, the gear itself will be turned into normal gear. Right. Um, so that's how that will work. Now, I there's some questions I have on that piece, but I don't know if you want me to go into other yeah, aspects. Well, that. so I, I'm pretty sure they said that it'll be, it will be the like base boss armor. So it'll be Gaia, Dimtree, Muskins, and Begs is what it converts over to. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then try so, accessories, it'll convert over to like an ogre, uh, Tungrad earring, Crescent ring, and Bassy belt. Like the base normal, like nothing special but those ones. Um, what what were your questions? Yeah, because there's a lot of things that are like, I'm sure the questions are so, all answered, or a lot of them are answered, but it's just hard because we don't have it, and it's on Global Lab, and like, there's so well, much to it that it's hard to tell. The only way to really answer these is to see how it works when a seasonal character is brought over from season to live. So basically, my question would be like, you know, this normal this gear that gets turned into normal gear, how is that going to work if it is in fact being turned into normal gear like what you said the bags the tree and whatnot how is that working in terms of can you just sell it on the marketplace um or is it like how the tri gear that they're giving out soon will be where you can just vendor it for x amount of silver um is that something that veteran players are basically going to be like easily able to enhance that gear up the pen and then just not no longer playing that character wait for it to go to um um normal server and then they just you know sell all that gear for you know 10 billion plus for free gains you know like that'd be my only real concern is like veteran players abusing it because it's intended for newer players so i have a those feeling, would be my only questions i have a feeling i mean i don't know obviously i know just as much uh or as little as you guys but if i had to guess i'd say it's probably going to be like Essentially, you're starting over from the beginning, like vanilla. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. You're not gonna have your bank. You're not gonna have all of your shit that you normally have, probably, unless you swap to a normal character. Like that's how right. I'm assuming it would be. Otherwise, like people with you know twenty bill in the bank are just gonna get pinned in a day, like you were saying, and then right. they're done. You're they starting from yeah. scratch. You're starting completely. From yeah, scratch. they do start from scratch, but but the he, like what Frosty said is the enhanced chance is significantly better. And on top of that, it the server the seasonal server acts like Olvia, except there's no cap on the level. So for mm -hmm. example, they can level up with that enhanced level up experience all the way to sixty three plus. Right. Depending on how long the server is. Now, mind you, that's a lot of fucking grinding. But that, that's what I was gonna say. Well, like with with your fear that they're gonna come over, sell it for a bunch of bill, and it's like easy to get. I I just don't. If you, let's just say you do the equivalent thing on our server, you're way better off, even with lower enhancement chances, because you can actually grind. Like the amount of time it's gonna take you to get to a place where you're so efficient that you just get all your shit maxed out. It's still going to take a long time that you would have been able to do it quicker on live. And, and yeah, I, I'm just saying, depending on how they do it and how easy it is to enhance, that would be the only concern I have. Now, if it's like building up a normal account, you just have a little bit better enhance rate chance or like double the enhance rate chance. Well, even that probably if, won't be a big deal. Even if it's a lot, it's capped at Tet armor, weapons, and try accessories. That's the highest they can go. Yeah. So it's like. 
yeah, worst case scenario, veterans are coming over with Tet Boss gear and try of the old gold accessories, which is like these days, you know, most people are going for Eye, Volterra, Tungrad, or whatever anyway. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that part will be that big a deal. I'm kind of curious a couple things. One, how is weight and inventory slots going to work? Oof. God, yeah, that's a good one. Because am I going to have to buy weight and inventory slots on a new character on a new account like that? That you part don't even kind of blows. Ask that question. Yeah, they That's... they haven't really answered that on existing characters. <laughs> yeah. You know what um, their answer is already. I mean, like, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? With any new character, you have to do that. But what about like, what about my CP and my energy? How does that transfer over? If I actually get my CP and energy up on a character, do I get some of that experience when it moves over? Like, how does that work? That's a good question too. Yep. What's the point Are of all these servers it... if they're having this? Yeah, is the family shit, does that seep over into seasons? I, I understand it to probably be no, but if it does, that would be an unfair advantage better players have. I'm also curious about like more of the global Pearl stuff. So like weight and inventory, obviously, like may, you'll probably have to get that. But what about if I have a tent on normal server, I don't have a tent on this server. Do I have to buy a tent on this server and move it over? Like how does that work? Or if I use a value pack on this server, or is there even a market on this server? Or is it like all self-enhanced and it's like easier to get everything? Like, yeah, there's a lot of things. I have no idea. There's going to be a weird. massive window where I think like when this first, you know, rolls out where it's just kind of like the Wild West. Because like everything that we have questions on, I feel like they haven't even thought about you know like yeah probably not yeah you're gonna have veteran players that are just gonna go over there and milk it you know i yeah i just have a hard time believing it's gonna be better overall like time investment than just playing on a high level character i think it would be for like obviously newer players but i feel like i don't know we'll see dude i'm actually I will legit start a new character with a group of friends. I think that'd be kind of fun. I feel like a lot of the newer players that, you know, just come on live servers now have it pretty good. Like, have you seen the attendance reward today? Like, are attendance rewards still going to be a thing over there? I'd imagine so, but how is that going to work? Yeah. I know the attendance rewards are nuts. And, like, even the ones we get currently plus the returning player ones are kind of... Oh, we're getting inventory today, dude. Eight inventory slots today. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And pets, too. Pets is another one. Like, do I need to get a whole new set of pets on this server? Because I don't really need pets when I come back, so it won't benefit me later. Like, a new player, I could see, but, like, a veteran player. And do those transfer over? Yeah. Maybe they... uh. Maybe they give you like some like basic pets or something. Let's say in a hypothetical world, a season is twelve weeks, like three months. Say so a season is three months. You make a new character, you start from scratch. You're capped at like Tet and Try, and new players. It kind of helps them. You can make silver. Your silver transfers over. The items transfer over, and it doesn't fuck the economy. Like Nash nah, is saying, they come up with a balance. This is a hypothetical world. Would you guys play in seasons, or probably just not at all? For probably not me, at all. Me, me personally, probably not at all. But it depends. Like, if I have friends that want to try out the game, I might, as like a 
know, part-time kind of thing, you know, whatever, but not to like actually truly invest into it. I got, I got too many gains to get, bro. (laughs) Same. I got to get up my 24,000 monster kills per month. So trying to look at like one of the pods. So first I, I actually think it'd be really fun to play. I don't know how into it I'd be, but it would be a cool way to try a new character. Like I think I'd probably I'd make a warrior on seasons and level it up. Um, but I this is just like looking at it with pure positivity if it ends up working out okay. If it'll be really nutty if 12 weeks goes by and when it transfers over like the influx of new players and gear and people into the economy on live server will be kind of nuts. Oh yeah. Right. They would seasons would be like prime time for market um explosions. That would be a cool phenomenon just to see how that plays out. Like overall, I think the concept is great. I just had some small concerns that probably like you said aren't really much of an impact at all. Um but very well could be. But, People find exploits that's what they do online. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I, that's why I just mentioned it as something to think about like because there are people that are really efficient or like with their setups and they can just make fucking billions without any effort. But I think it's overall an amazing idea. Something that has, I believe has been floated around before and Reddit and stuff like that. Having seasons. I know I've seen something like that before, but I think it's a great idea to get some new life into the game, especially for newer players or people that just want to try out different classes. Even might just be an option for that, you know? Right. Rather than necessarily doing trial characters, maybe they just want to, you know, experience it or do a level up with friends without it impacting their actual account or feeling like they're ahead. They can go along with uh, their friends being at, you know, Papega gear together. <laughs> I, I do think it's cool. I, I mean, the idea of like a new player can come in and at worst they're against someone in Tet Boss gear and try accessories in their yeah. grind spot. Is, that part's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good and healthy thing for the game. And it's... the other thing is, I don't know if you mentioned this, you might have, um, maybe I just didn't hear you say it, but these seasonal characters can go between the seasonal servers and normal servers at any point in time. It's just they only become completely normal characters after the season. Did you mention that earlier? No, what do you mean they can go between them? They can they can go into the normal server at any time. They don't have to go into the season server. Uh, oh, I see. It so says like it the, in the global lab notes. So the marketplace is the same. No, well, I don't I don't know about that, but um, probably I would assume it's probably the same. But let me uh, hold on, let me pull up the notes for you. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Basically, what I mean is they can they don't they're not restricted to the season server only like they can go to a normal server but um hold on, pull it up um, do, 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 do. they don't have memory fragments or anything so how would that work with the marketplace being there let me see they enhance right, with a new material so it is... season characters can enter both season server and general server um when you create a character you can create a character that can access the season server through the season character creation but uh, 
and talks about all the gear and whatnot. And season servers operate at regular intervals. The end date will be announced through a separate notification. Um, when the season server is terminated, the season character will be converted to a normal character. Season-specific gear that has successfully hardened on a season server will be converted to a regular server gear at the end of the season. When you switch to the normal server equipment, it will be converted to this season character created state. So yeah, I mean, what what I said initially is basically season characters can enter both season server and general server. What would they be doing the on general server? They can't really maybe just to interact with people. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, world boss, I guess, or scrolls, run scrolls. No, yeah, because you, you don't imagine need to run a bunch of season characters Cause... trying to do a, a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Zarka's OP again. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, it's good. I mean, something to get new players where they don't feel like they're totally overwhelmed at the start would be kind of cool. Could use some new Are players. Are they expecting that much of an influx in like new players, though? Because, I mean, I feel like most veteran players are going to be like, hey, I got, I got gains that I can make on the live server. And then it's like, this is more, I don't know, geared towards new players. Yeah, but most of them. I don't know. I mean, if My they team do... Is just like, Look at it this way: they they did the uh, the free accounts again, um, and yeah, we had a bunch. I mean, channels, right now, channels are channels, channels are crowded yeah. on both NAEU. So there's there's people that are interested in the game. They just don't necessarily have the time to invest to get caught up. If and they, I think I this guess, is a way to help bridge that gap. My concern is, I guess it's more of. Um, kind of almost split in the population in a sense where it's like you're gonna have just too many people like you're gonna have half of them that's like really like all right i'm fully invested in the live server and then a lot of these newer players who normally would you know be on the live server maybe on the ovia channels all that kind of stuff are gonna go to this and it's like so I would, are we getting I rid would... of those ovia channels or what no well no the ovia channels will still be there i think for because you have to I mean, create still, a season character. Yeah, and they're still returning. But if you players. if you're if you're a veteran player returning, the Olvia channel is for you. If you've been you have been out of the game for thirty days. The other thing too is like since like Nash was saying, they can still interact on our servers with us. It won't be. It'll be separate, but not that separate. Also, yeah, I do think just, when they release they this, because it's kind of a huge change and seasons are a thing. Like every whatever writing every website that writes about mmos and shit will probably pick it up and i imagine they'll do like an ad campaign so there'll probably be a big influx of new players and i yeah. actually do think a lot of veterans would would play it i have some friends that definitely want to play a new character on a new server with only new players yeah we're and it gives it that quote unquote we started over everyone's that relatively equal gear kind of feel too right on the season server um and the other thing is, like, if you're a seasoned character, you switch over to normal server, you're not going to get the materials or the armor pieces that are for seasoned characters. So in order to actually progress, you need to be on the actual seasoned server. Maybe but, I'll keep people out of Star's End so I can grind in peace. <laughs> well, I mean, it. I look at it this way. For newer players, it's a quick way for them to get caught up, and then they have, you know, relatively equivalent gear. 
um, as far as like quote unquote old soft cap is concerned. And on top of that, it, they're not going to get bullied out of grind spots from veteran players that have vastly more gear that they have no chance of winning, which would discourage them from wanting to play if it happens too often, you know? Imagine you go to every grind spot and you're just getting kicked out by someone that's just more geared than you and you can't make any gains. I don't like, have to what, imagine what do you that. do? It still happens to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still run into these 300 AP unkillable succession rangers, dude. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> dude, what are we supposed to do when rangers have armor of the dead god and they're really unkillable? God damn. Man. <laughs> Even better, you know, you fight a succession ranger with all that AP, but beforehand they set up a whole bunch of guild traps before they attacked you, so they bait you in. <laughs> yeah, have you ever thought Did about that? that? I mean, right, like, I, have you tried that I in, have. in BA, just setting down stun Dude, traps tried for 1v1s? I've literally tried everything. <laughs> yeah, bro, in open world PvP, I've tried that shit. I've literally, like, you know... Just to see if it's a if it's a a viable strategy against like Sork and Ninja kind of thing, like <laughs> yeah. if I can, cause so I was at Stars in on um at our show or whatever, and I forgot who the Ninja was or whatever, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna you know the mobs will pop the uh, I guess the sun traps or whatever, so that kind of sucks, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna put it in this area where like nobody's just gonna you know like kind of uh no horses randomly or anything you're gonna walk yeah like randomly go there. It's literally like a pit of traps, pretty much. And I'm just like, I'll just kite them back here. And as soon as they get stunned, it's GG. It literally didn't work against uh, the ninja. He just iframed through it all. I was like, well, <laughs> that sucks. Well, so one thing you could do that might work is the crippling trap. You can at least move, fuck their movement speed up pretty good, you know? <laughs> God. Yeah. I might have to try that one, but the like he just iframed through all of it. Like I, like I had the traps. I tried to put them as random as possible, and it it didn't matter. It was like well, yeah, this, the this the, cri the crippling trap will be pretty good versus it because at least they won't be on top of you right away, so you can still pelt them and kite. But mm -hmm. it works pretty good versus Musa Mewa when in siege. Um, some guilds have used it before to yeah, stop uh, like Valencia siege. Huh? Y'all aren't busted classes. That's that's fair. Um, all right, comments. You guys ready for comments? Are you able to stay? Uh, right yeah. On? Okay. Also, do you want to plug your stuff? Where where can people find you and and shit on if you're streaming oh, or your YouTube? Uh, let's see. So I guess for Twitch, it's gonna be uh twitch.tv Rylock underscore i i. So that's you know two eyes or whatever. And then for YouTube, that's going to be uh, just Rylock919. And yeah. Okay. That's uh, all your BDO Ranger content you could ever need. It uh, is trash at best. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. You ready, Rez? I'm going to read these. Yeah, um, we're good. I'm, I'm oh, wait. I did, I did want to say one thing really quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh. After last video, there was a lot of people that were very supportive, both in the Discord and in the comments. Uh, so thanks a lot for all the kind words from the people just being nice. Uh, it's very much appreciated. 
Um, Lord X says, great episode. Balance changes seem interesting. PS4 and Xbox merged last week, and there was a pen sizzle sitting on the PS4 market. I bought that straight away, bringing me back to number one gear score EU console at 605. Give me Cafras XD. On top of that, the reroll coupons finally came out, so my wizard is retired and having a lot of fun on my full pen ninja. I'm sure you are, dude. God damn. Yeah, they don't have Capra <laughs> stones on consoles still. Which means they probably don't have Dregan either. Um, they don't have Kaffers? Really? No, yeah. It's so funny. They have like a bunch of full pen people on those consoles and no Kaffer stones. Uh, Anawari says, bind a frowny face half circle on PS4 touchpad. Please, please know I'm a PS4 player. Uh, Hadouken OCX says, Reslar, please make a podcast about Mystic Suck PvP with Frosty Mystic is on EU and NA out for days. We need info about that. Is as good? Is it bad for PvP? Is it trash? And please make new tier ranking. What class is good? What class is bad? S plus S, B, C, stuff like that. The last one is super old. Thank you and sorry for my potato English. Yeah, Reslar. When are you making what? that, dude? Dude, when am I making that? I don't know. Uh, tier lists, like I said, we're going to... I've said this uh, before. We're going to give some time for people to figure out... Uh, more properly figure out their successions, especially the latter ones, like Guardian Succession and Guardian in general, because that shit just came out. So maybe... Probably next month. Probably yeah. next month is when we'll do another tier list, because that'll give... Plenty of time for people to figure out Guardian and how to PvP with it and stuff like that. So, and the Striker Mystic changes are going to be significant this week. So we'll see if that's actually yeah. viable. So <laughs> probably, probably next month, uh, barring anything crazy going on, like if they radically change the PvP system again, um, expect one next month. I'm thinking. Yeah, and we have a um. Hold on, let me find the episode number so I don't mistake it we have an episode where we brought a mystic on so you can hear all about mystic um, it was two episodes ago wasn't it was it two episodes or three i think so so no. i think it's 50. no it was a few episodes ago because we did uh hold on or maybe this is just out of order long suck um no where is this shit here we go episode 49 49, I was close. 49, we brought Dildo Dragon on, and he talked all about Mystic and its balance and all that stuff. So it was a good episode. Um, Laxon9003 says, I don't get all the hate Reslar gets. Go Res. Frosty, on their hand, other hand, don't get why people want some of the classes, wants buffs, while he always plays the Flavor of the Month classes. Yikes. <laughs> like, play a bad class for once and try it out yourself and get a opinion afterward and then i do mean no trials just go into node and siege also try grinding with it get good understanding frosty comment just re-roll some people like their class and wants to get really good at it instead of re-roll to the flavor of the month and feel powerful all right first of all i don't i don't think you should just re-roll if your class is bad i'm saying if you've been playing class for two years and you've been annoying your friends by crying about it for two years then re-roll <laughs> No one wants Wait, to hear it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And, <laughs> and second, I played Sork when it was not Flavor of the Month, okay? For a year. And then I did play Mystic when it's Flavor of the Month, but because that shit was dope as fuck. 
I don't, I don't really rule because something is flavor of the month. It just all the classes I play happen to be strong. But I played I played ranger. I mained ranger for a while. I mained DK for a little while. I, I mained lawn both awakening and succession for a while. Kuno. I'm sorry, but Kuno like before the CC changes, people were not calling Kuno a flavor of the month class, and that's when I mained it. So I don't know. This this is uh false. This is all false. Also also you played tamer. Yeah, and I'm I main Tamer was like my first class that I got to sixty, and um, I played it before and after the CC changes. Though I didn't love it post CC changes, but it's still, I don't know, I still did just fine. I was using it in Siege when I was in Vexus, and it was fine. So, yeah, I I tried grinding with it and node warning with a bunch of classes, dude. I have like, I have five level sixty twos. All right, give me a break. Jeez. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Max Punch says they should have just removed Ninja and Kuno as a class and reroll all existing chars to Mewa. Keck W. <laughs> I agree. God. Uh, Seven Hun says there was a lot. So there was a lot of talk about class matchup and balance here. I just want to throw in that I feel like since Succession came in, it puts my class, Awakened Striker, in a really bad spot. While I'm not that experienced at higher levels, I am soft cap. I've spent a lot of time in BA. I feel much slower than every other class now, and failing a grab is instantly punished. Ninja and Kuno and DK all pop in and out of existence around me until I run out of SA or stamina. Moose and Mayo are incredibly hard to catch now without being blown up by two skills at the same AP as me. I suddenly enjoy fighting Sork and Archer because I feel at least I can predict what I'm going to need to do. Mages still feel okay to fight, but that was always a lot of running around. And the bugs that still exist on Strike are even more obvious and punishing now. I'm not going to re-roll or move to succession, so I really just find myself in a spot where I'm not sure what to do besides just go grind and wait and see if the balance change uh changes and gains bring me back up a bit just wanted to get that off chat off my chest love the show guys yeah strikers in kind of a weird spot i mean in 1v1 i i'm not really with you i mean i could see ninja and sork being really hard kuno being kind of hard but outside of that i feel like yeah but everyone is struggling with those classes so it's not like that's a striker specific mm-hmm. problem right so now, large and outside scale, though, of those classes, Striker is similar to Zerker in terms of its one v ones. Where outside of those like iframey classes, like you're doing really well. Your class is, is very strong and has a lot of tools that makes you very capable in one v ones. In large scale, I get what you're saying, but that's kind of a if you're not a flex class or a ranged class or have PA, you're kind of fucked in large scale. So, or you don't have a Q buff up, or Q buff, yeah, ranged dude. Best range class in the yeah, game range, is Zerker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I killed an archer the other day who was annoying the shit out of me in BA. I just popped Q-Buff, blasted him, he died in like two hits, and then I just typed, I'm the better range class, and walked away. <laughs> God. Uh, I would just hang in there on the striker. I, th- I do think it's going to get some changes down the road. I don't know how soon, but down the road. It'll... Uh, it's, eh. It's a popular class, so I don't think they'll forget it forever. It's not like Mewa, where only Nayashi plays it, so they, they can hold off on changes. <laughs> Yikes. Yumenadai says Frosty. Well, also, yeah. I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I, I forgot to. I think, would any of you disagree that Striker is probably the worst scaling class in the game? Which is interesting. Disagree? Yeah, would you I disagree haven't. with that statement? Do you think there's a class that scales worse than Striker? 
I don't think so. I think classes like Striker and Mystic are extremely strong at like lower, you know, tier AP type thing. But right, the second you know people start getting gear, it just can't really compete because like having either range or mobility or you know iframes is what's going to kind of carry you. That's what brings you, you know, to like the next level. And Striker just doesn't have skills, any of that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Mystic skills worse too. Also, um, I, I don't <laughs> think scale like scaling is too vague. I, I think the problem with Striker is that the filler abilities, because everyone gets stuck. Same with Wiz Witch and and any class that has pets. Like they get stuck on this. Like pet scaling is ruining the class. Blah blah blah. blah. They, it, none of that even really matters. You can look at it as black and white as. Everything outside of leg drop currently just doesn't do enough damage and needs to be brought up a little bit. The filler abilities on those classes need to be brought up a little bit. So when they do combo someone, it's a little bit more uh, consistent and reliable. So, yeah, whenever I say scaling, I don't, I'm not speaking strictly numbers, although that is an aspect of it. I mean, like, as an average gear level like rises and as the class's gear level rises, how effective are they? basically so like as average gear and as striker gear is low like striker is one of the top performing classes but Mm -hmm. it like slowly just declines 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 until once everybody's at like 280 ap and 320 dp striker is really in a tough spot compared to a lot of other classes and mystic just as well Mm -hmm. yeah no definitely 100 percent. whereas like it's it's the inverse of like DK and Ranger, like Rylock was talking earlier. Where like low AP, it's pretty hard, not really doing too much. But once you get to that, those like insane levels, it becomes really oppressive. Dude, I keep having this Sork. I know keeps telling me that Sork scaling is bad too, and it drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> you can, I, can I amend my my uh, my answer from earlier? You'll ask me, you know, what community probably complains so much. I I want to move it to uh, Sorg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, dude. I, it was so funny. I, I I presented the idea, and this has been talked about before. I heard Choice talking about it on a Fake Uniforms podcast a while back. Choice and Heden, and he was saying like one idea would be to make. Uh, Nightcrow, a super armor for, or sorry, uh, give it a one second cooldown, and when it's on cooldown, it's a super armor instead of S or instead of iframe, right? Yeah. So that way, it's like iframe SA iframe, basically similar to so, Lon, but the movement works the same as Sork. But here's the right. the benefit of this would be Sorks could still play Sork style, but if you're in a group of five or ten people and there's flame towers around, now you actually can get hit. And you can get debuffs, and over time, if you're like way overmatched, your HP is actually going to start lowering. And right. when I talk about this with Sorks, like there are definitely reasonable Sorks. Like I, I think Heden wouldn't be that opposed to this idea. Um, Alki, who's a really strong Sork that's geared in our guild, is not opposed to the idea. But when I talk to people that are not reasonable Sorks, they're like, well, okay, but then you have to make, uh, can you make Shadow Leap? Uh, uh, way shorter cooldown. It's like no, no. You don't get something in return. You you don't understand when you're in the position of being way above everyone else. You don't get <laughs> compensation for these nerfs. That's not how it works. Um, right. So yeah, I don't know. Just even dude, little dude, things like uh, slow debuff, dude. They can like literally iframe through right. like a Mystic's dragon, and it just nothing, no effect. Doesn't slow them down. 
That's literally so, what I was about to say. It was like the win condition for Zerker v. Sork, in my opinion, and I think pretty much every Zerker will agree, is like, do you get devastation debuff on them? Like, if they're, we're assuming that this is a good Sork, right? It's like, if you manage to get the devastation debuff on them, then your odds just went up by like probably like 40%, honestly, that you're going to win. Right. But if, so, you, if, you, if they just iframe all of devastation, it's like, it's just impossible. Like, it's it's so hard. I have a question, then. Like, pertaining to Sork, do you think... Which would you prefer? Like, you know, changes that, you know, Frosty mentioned, where it's like, okay, we're switching up. Instead of having as uh, access to as many iframes, you get maybe some super armors thrown in there. Or would you prefer um, dropping a lot of their damage? Because I don't think anybody would have too much of an issue with Sork if they didn't hit so hard. Because as it stands right now, it's just iframe, 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 poke. Oh, and that poke damage just happens to, you know, drop your block, and then the next one's going to, you know, eat up half your HP or whatever the case may be. It's having both of those that kind of, for me at least, is uh, it makes them a challenge. Um, I mean, I, I would be cool with either way. I, I think, like, the damage thing, the one of the issues with the way Sork's damage is, is that because their damage is all loaded on the same skills they're using to try to get CCs with, just them fishing for CCs when they're not even trying to do damage is killing people. Right? Like, that's the thing that sucks is like they iframe Dream of Doom, takes 15 to 20% of your health. Iframe uh, Engulfing Shadow, another 15 to 20%. Iframe Shadow Eruption, another 15 to 20%. Iframe Shadow Ignition, that one actually hits you. You get floated, their attack hits you dead. You, you die. And like, I think if they were to lower the damage on that, in this case, if they were to lower the damage on some of those abilities that they're fishing for CCs with, they'd have to redistribute the damage elsewhere for like... To their combo. To their yeah. combo, yeah. And so that way their PvE isn't changed either or isn't as yeah. hurt by it. Because yeah, like if they're fishing for a CC and you're like getting hit by everything constantly and you're dying, like that's one thing. But like, man, they're sometimes I swear they're not even trying to kill you and you just die. They're actually just trying to get you to get CC'd. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Like, Mayo Succession, they made it so that our poke abilities, our CC abilities, actually started hitting hard. And, like, that felt really good. But So, Mayo Nerf I don't have iframes, so... Yeah, Mayo Nerf winded. Mayo OP. <laughs> I'd be cool. Well, the, the difference cool is I actually one. get killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dude, I, I know I had that too sometimes. There's like, I was fighting this uh, Musa the other day where like he would come in, he would only stub arrow, dude. It's so I I actually hate that play style, but he would stub arrow, stub arrow, stub arrow, and then I would just I, I got to the point where I'm like I'm just trying to kill him standing up, like chip away until he dies, and it actually was working. It was sad since he's just gonna run from me forever. Um. All right, Humanidai says, Frosty, we have too... Frosty says, quote, we have too many nodes. PA reduces the amount of nodes. Frosty, surprise Pikachu face. Uh, I'm glad someone else noticed the need of compression. At this point, I feel like DK main complaining about the sound quality of the podcast. I like Reslar. I don't understand the hate. He can easily meme, uh, become meme material. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. He can easily become meme material. <laughs> uh... 
Yeah, I, I, the compression we tried last week, I didn't like how it sounded, and it actually made me have to edit way more than I wanted to. So I'm trying something new this time. It was more of just like a basic limiter, so I think it'll be okay. As long as nothing goes wrong, we'll see. Hopefully no one's ears get blown out. Oh, um, God, something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, you definitely heard the relog and log out sound of Reslar disconnecting because his ISP is bad, not Kakao or BDO or their servers. Uh, Tim says, people who take personal jabs are actually being negative. Let's keep in mind that there's a video game, plus someone needs to be able to refute Frosty's white knighting when it gets out of hand. LOL. Yikes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and like to be clear, so like there was a lot of uh there was a lot of really nice and positive comments and uh like thanks you thank you very much for all of the support and everything. But like I kinda like when I went back and re listened to the podcast, I, I kinda made it sound more like it was like this like huge group of people. I wanna be very clear, it was like not a lot of people who were like like being very mean. It was a very small group of people, but the the only reason we talked about it is because we didn't want to just start like deleting comments out of nowhere and then have these people like be able to use that as ammunition or anything. So we just wanted to be like transparent with what we were doing on the channel, basically. Rezar's lying. He called me one night crying and said he doesn't think he can continue on that people are too <laughs> mean. <laughs> That's why I got invited on, you know, as a replacement. Yeah, just a subtle <laughs> replacement. Uh, Orikami says, Hey, about Guardian, I am just used to practicing against them all. Regardless of cam turning, I am a grab class, so not much they can do, to be honest. I'd be more than happy to fight people around here to prove I'm not just empty bragging. I love PvP, although I'm not geared, to be honest. 285, 317 DP at the moment. Poor wrestler, dude. When people say they're not geared and they have higher stats in every category than wrestler. Yeah, um, basically, well, right? <laughs> Edited. Um, yeah, Some, I, I sounds like the story of my life, too. I didn't have a second line here. I didn't resist grabs all the time, block damage, and make dumbass assumptions. I think that was from the prior comment, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, we got to do a community night again and bring people in PvP. Well, we got to yeah, do a lot of things again, like a tournament, but we got, we're, well, we're waiting the, for all the successions. Yeah, the tournament's to waiting on, on successions. We we'll do a community night and see, we'll get... Um, Rylock and I might honestly, kind of I might honestly do a succession tournament uh, with just regular gear, and then yeah, if it's maybe. someone that comes in with absurd gear and just ask them to drop a little bit. I mean, I, there's they said themselves they're going to give us succession on trials after every succession's out. Now it is, so I imagine in the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll we'll see something. Because yeah, I think tournaments yeah. are kind of on hold. They we have a lot of <laughs> true, true. Uh, also, the other thing too, they. I'm gonna. This is my new thing. Um, I'm dropping the shadow explosion, getting SA. It's never gonna happen. I'm moving on to something more important. They need to give us back precision crystals on trial gear, please. Oh my God! Yes, please, God. It's literally impossible to combo people in with the way trial gear is set up. Please give us precision crystals back. That shit is annoying as fuck. Uh, the Shepherd One One Two says you are loved by ninety nine point nine percent of your audience. Reslar, don't take what the minority says. Faux heart. Yeah, I don't think it's that high. I think it's yeah, I maybe. Think it's... <laughs> I think it's. I think it's like maybe like thirty <laughs> percent. Shepherd, there are two things we're not going to accept: just straight up insults and lies. Okay, so if you're going to sit here and lie to Reslar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also says, Reslar, you're getting destroyed because you're not playing Archer. That was your first mistake. Well, Yikes. I was playing Archer, actually, for, qu for quite a while, but yeah. Why'd you swap off? 
Uh, I just miss Zerker, man. As much as, like, I get fucked on Zerker because of my shite internet, um, I just like the class, man. It's it's just me. It's just, it's the class that I like. So, it's not that I didn't like Archer. I did enjoy Archer, and Archer was very fun to play. It was very good, obviously. Class is fucking broken. Um, and I enjoyed having... Like, one of my biggest complaints on Zerker is, like, when I started playing Zerker, both at launch and then after I came back to Zerker after playing Warrior for a really long time, I didn't have anybody to, like, teach me anything. So everything that I learned was basically self-taught or just, like, watching other people, like, fight, like, raw fights. So having General Moore's entire guide to just be like, yeah, this is how you play Archer. It was, like, so nice, dude. I'm like, dude, is this what it's like? To have, like, a mentor? Oh, my God. This is so easy. <laughs> Holy shit. Your fam wasn't helping you? Dude, Steve is really good, but I've, I've, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Steve is not a very good teacher. Like, he is a really good zerker, but, like, you watch his videos where he tries to explain things, and it's like, holy shit, I don't understand what he's trying to convey, or why is he going off on a tangent <laughs> every other second? Like... It, his yeah. strong suit is playing <laughs> Zerker. It is not teaching Zerker. And I mean that with all due respect. He is an amazing Zerker. One of the best, if not the best in NA, in my opinion. But holy shit, he, then, I cannot watch his videos where he tries to teach things. And then you you have my poor male community that has to sit through an hour and a half long guide video. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude. He also I can't. Con- I can't get my points across in a very concise manner without going into excessive detail. He had a tier list. Steve had a tier list, if I remember correctly, that he put Maywa one v one at F tier. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't care how much Maywa's complained. That shit is not F tier, dude. <laughs> I I I I I laughed at it. I'm like, no, that's not right. I got to be genuinely honest. But I dude, do not agree. Like, even in that video that uh, I think you linked, Nayashi, where Steve was talking about, like, the changes to Succession, the one that we were memeing about, you know, stop trying to make Succession work in PvP. It's not going to work. Yeah. Like, you can see what I'm talking about in that video. He, he like, goes over, like, add-ons, right? And then he, like, walks, like, three feet to the right. And then he just goes, oh, it's this guy. And he's just like, yo, what's up, man? It's like <laughs> yeah. it's that like so much. It's like holy shit. You just like no, that's, that's that's Steve. It's what makes I know. His, I know uh, it's Steve. Fun. I know. I know. And, like I love his videos, and like uh, I watch a lot of his videos, and they're really like fun and entertaining. But like as a teacher, it's like, dude, I'm just trying to like learn as much as I can in as little time as I can. Like you got like these tangents and like this ADHD. Like oh squirrel. Like. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, reminder, Vel's in one hour because of daylight savings. Yep. Um, Clay- yeah, my guilt's been going crazy. <laughs> Clayton Alexander says, full pen C9 is barely 680 evasion. Most top end player will never see 700 total from their gear. That's what I've been trying to say. Like, I, I, I don't know why everyone thinks like that you get like your armor's all full pen and then suddenly you're this 800 evasion god that's unkillable nope <laughs> it's a lot no, harder no than that. So. i never once that. said no not you, not you not you not you everyone does think that not no <laughs> not you but I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just saying i'm just saying as the game progresses i can see where it becomes more and more of an issue like the more players i run into that have 
you know, C9 plus armor, which, yes, it uh, takes fucking minute to get it for I've, sure. I've decided that the solution to the evasion DR blah, blah, blah debate is they need to just remove the evasion and accuracy offhands from the game entirely. They just need to be removed. They shouldn't exist. Really? Yeah, I really think I mean, so. Because I, I think you, that's fair. One of the things that makes... All right, so it's one thing if I run into Zethian, right? Because Zethian is 370 DP, super geared, high DRs, class is tanky kind of by default, and he has a lot of evasion. So I get that. But when I run into someone that's a little bit lower geared, like a ninja um, at Mansham Arsha that is using a evasion offhand, like he's not really more geared than me, right? So I, I can understand that frustration of like, this dude's unkillable because he's using a green offhand. And then the counter to it is you got to, I mean, either you have way, way, way more gear than him, so you have the accuracy stuff, or you have the accuracy offhand. But putting on an accuracy offhand for one player is not really a viable thing to do. So right. like, just remove them both and it kind of solves that problem. What if they, what if, I'm going to throw an idea at you, and I know this is like a very simple answer and it probably wouldn't solve the problem entirely, but Kakao likes, or Probus likes to deal with simple answers, so I'll give him a solution. What if they just increase the accuracy on Beg's gloves? Um, no. I think that might make it a little strong. No, I don't think It would I don't be think too much of it. a disparity between Beg's and Lieber's, like... Begs and Libras is like kind of like that nice trade-off. It's kind of like the right amount. You're getting a de- decent amount of evasion extra, but you're losing an equivalent amount of accuracy overall. So it's it's kind of like a nice trade-off. But then again, that kind of goes off the uh, off, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like those weapons were cool at a different era in the game, but now they're like these cheap easy to yeah, get weapons. they're so they're so outdated now but they they become really superior with all the new and improved gear yeah in certain situations I in certain say. situations right and i and again like I, I do still i know no one believes me but i do still think the direction they're going is addressing the issue everyone has it's just they're not going to do it all at once like they're slowly i, mean, I actually agree i agree yeah yeah, they're like adding more accuracy shit here and there. They're nerfing like the classes with evasion damage percentages. So over time, it'll get to a place that's good. But I still think like, I don't know, the evasion offhand just doesn't it's, have a place. It's just scary waiting for them to go through each individual change. And you see this, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's not that's not good. All don't right. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I I can see that. There's some things that are seemingly leading towards direction. Uh, the Spoon Elite says, I was thinking of commenting last week, but I listened at work and got distracted. I've listened to every episode up to now, and I have to say, since Reslar Gate, the podcast just hasn't been the same. I don't even know what that is. I, I don't know. I read that as well, and I was like, what is Reslar Gate? So he goes on to say, most episodes have felt like frosty plus guest admittedly not really a big fan of reslar ever since he pseudo shot me down in a comment in the early days but i've always thoroughly enjoyed the podcast you tend to be a little chat about your opinion and generalize heavily your dk light comment was the perfect example of where generalization within a generalization there's never a most or some it's all or nothing and that is guaranteed to piss people off 
TLDR, I hope this experience helped knock the chip off your shoulder, but I do hope you don't feel like you don't want to contribute because of how listeners feel about you. I'm sure I'm not the only one that appreciates your contribution to the podcast. Keep it up, both of you. P.S. Nayashi is pretty cool, too. I would be very interested. If you listen to every episode, I'm assuming you're listening now. I, I need to know what Reslargate is. I don't know what that is. I think Reslargate is think... the one where you try to talk about Avengers and make the podcast political. <laughs> <laughs> what? You remember that when Avengers came out and we had a little segment on Avengers randomly? Oh yeah, because I wanted to put uh, I wanted to put uh, Endgame in the title, and that's the only reason I wanted to do that. <laughs> I was like, I want to put Endgame in the title. No, I actually have no idea what Reslar Gate is. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. But um, I, if you, it, to the point of, it seems like uh, the podcast is more just Frosty and guests. Uh, that is on purpose, at least in my part, because I think Frosty does a way better job of asking good questions than i do for the most part he puts a lot more thought into like what's a good question to ask like what's a good like topic to have this guest like talk about um he's just better at it than i am in my opinion which is why like whenever we do like guests and stuff i usually just let him like do his thing because he's way better at that shit than i am and i usually just chip in if i really have something uh to bring up like a point or if i want to just crack a joke occasionally but yeah like that's on purpose that's not because like i'm dejected or anything that's because like i just think he's better with guests than i am personally so there's also an element of wrestlers trying to get into silver in league of legends and he's focused on that during the podcast he's trying to get out of iron <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so um yeah now she's all right you know, he always tries yeah, to turn it. Okay. Every no matter right. what, what class guest we bring on, it turns into a Maywa discussion. But it's, you know, <laughs> you know, I I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I'm not gonna bring up Maywa. <laughs> and then and then Erelog uh, asked me some Maywa related question. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. The floodgates, the floodgates like, open. Yeah. It's it's the it's that meme. It's that uh, oh shit, here we go again. Meme. Here we go again. <laughs> Uh, I I actually I actually am trying not to like interject with every little bullshit comment I have to say about Mayo related to X, but it's all right. Sometimes it just pops up. I don't mean to. If it's obnoxious, I'm sure the whining sounds amazing to Frosty. He just lives for it at this point. <laughs> but uh, luckily for me, I, yeah. I I reroll so much that I'm not that invested in any class, so I'm not that upset. But I think the first like six or seven months of the podcast, there was every time we had a topic, there was a little Reslar throwing something about Zerker. He weaned himself off after yeah. becoming Archer and God tearing for a little while. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> like there's a lot of things that changed since we started this podcast. Um, and like another thing is like. I'm able, I'm in the position where I have made it clear that, like, everyone's issue with Zerker is, like, Q-buff. And, like, yes, it should be nerfed. So, if people understand that I have that position, then they can go forward with everything I say with the idea of, like, well, also, this would be in tandem with a Q-buff nerf. So, it's, like, more understandable, I think. Like, yeah. I've always said, like... Like, why does Ancient Wave have a 30-second cooldown? That's fucking insanity to me that this ability has a 30-second cooldown. 
And then normally people would be like, well, you have Q-Buff, so what the fuck? And it's like, I understand, but Q-Buff needs to be nerfed. And Ancient Wave does not need a 30 fucking second cooldown. My, my response to that is always just to upset you. I say, yeah, but Ancient Wave's protected CC. And then I try to it move is. on. It is. <laughs> I yeah, try to yeah. move on really quickly. It's a frontal guard float, dude. Easy. Definitely <laughs> is a frontal guard, uh, just like uh, Grim Reaper's Judgment. It's yep. the exact same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except Grim Reaper's Judgment is like a five-second cooldown. and also has a BSR version that makes it insta-kill people. But, you know, we don't talk about those things, you know? Yeah, all right. For Because there are definitely... Zerker's at home that think that I actually believe Ancient Wave's frontal guard CC. I know it doesn't have frontal guard when you insta-cast, alright? People leave me alone. Alright, Lost Soul yeah, it's says... Only on, it's only on charge for those of you who aren't aware of the meme here. It's we have, on charge. We have video evidence at the beginning of every podcast that Ancient Wave is busted, alright? Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, just like, uh, what, what was that ability? Uh, Crouching Wolf? Yeah, but that one got nerfed. I don't know, where's the Ancient Wave <laughs> nerf, dude? Um, Lost Soul says, hey boys, I might be coming back to BDO, but what the fuck are they doing to my baby ninja? All this talk about 50% less accu on skill. Don't Ugh. ninja already need pen RCE to be good? LOL. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Lost Souls hasn't played since 2017, apparently. Uh, Lost Souls says, in my two cents on the evasion, I just went full evasion, and to, to do it, you need the last AP for more DP slash evasion with DR... You are not just capricing your armor for more DP and keeping more AP. Yeah, to some extent that's true, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this feels like a little bit dated, Lost Souls, and yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff to your ninja because this shit's crazy. And no, you do not need Pen RCs to be good on ninja. <laughs> I had to run into Sasuke and Naruto every time I jump into an RBF. Yeah, dude, have you seen Dildo's video? The cockroaches video shit's so funny. He like he has a, a video called like Ninjas or Cockroaches. He's like in RBF and there's no one on the map, and he runs out to the middle and like four ninjas come out of concealment. <laughs> 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 it's like such a good it's analogy, so dude. Uh, it's so true. Awesome. The most important part, the most important takeaway of that comment is Lost Souls is coming back to the game, which means we're gonna have our troll ninja in the comments every episode again. Yeah. <laughs> Or if he comes into BA, he's just going to be in concealment watching your 1v1 and throwing CCs randomly to piss you off. So he Wasn't goes. he the one that always did the, uh, the, uh, damn, what's that ability? What's the ninja grapple called? The pre-awakened one. Suicide fall where you're spinning forever. He would do that glitch. Yes. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. <on> you. <laughs> and you'd be in the middle of, we'd do be in the middle of one of our, like, uh, Friday night fights or whatever, and he would just be in there in fucking the arena with his horse charging people, and you're like, dude, can you stop? <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, or or then when he goes in, he's wearing some fucking bullshit, like, cadre rings and sisal neck and evasion offhand, but he has, like, 110 AP, and, like, it's his time for to fight, <laughs> and, like, him and yeah. his opponent can't kill each other, and, like, dude, can you please just put normal gear? God damn it. <laughs> uh, Austin Lasseter says, I think you should be able to do any CC, or you, I, I don't think you should be able to do any CC out of concealment. Like, if you're in concealment, you have to draw your weapon with tab or C to come out of concealment only. I don't mind uh, the, I don't mind the first part of what you're saying, at least the sentiment of it. The second part is horrible, though. 
Yeah, that second part is rough, brother. Draw, uh, drawing your weapon should never even be a thing in this game. I feel like there should be no weapon put away stance. That shit's just stupid. I think it's a great VM tactic. <laughs> it's a great VM tactic, dude. Uh, Kamikaze says, hi guys, great podcast as always. Reslar, don't mind the hate. Uh, from people I love your thoughts man who would listen to a podcast where all participants are in agreement all the time no one because you guys now all three of you give your own perspective uh, perspective which often differs and that's just the way it should be also Frosty your stealth suggestion changes I don't really support after um, for the record my, <laughs> after it just got brought up well I, I was going to say um, my what was my suggestion just um, I don't remember it, either you're revealed just to a single player you said no. You were no, the, the area. The to, area. You, yeah. yeah, proximity. Proximity. Yeah, proximity. proximity. So yeah, my in my head it was like the prox. If you're within basically like a shadow stomp range, then people can see you, but you're not like revealed or pulled out of concealment. It's just the people near you can see you. That that was kind of All what right. I was thinking. But anyway, he says it's like it's like Evelyn in League of Legends. Anyone plays that game? I don't think anyone's ever played that game before. No one plays that game. Um, Dude, game's dead. <laughs> after the coming suck changes, I need to get used to those, but rather than reworking stealth to a complete new function, nerfing the duration a little bit so we cannot stay in stealth 24-7. If we choose, so would be more balanced change in my eyes. Let's say the duration of stealth would, would be reduced by five or six seconds. That would make camping choke points in Nodor a lot harder. I, I agree with that. I wouldn't be opposed to that either, where if like... That would also make stealth more of a, you can use it as an engagement, but then you're not going to have it as the escape, or vice versa. You can use it as an escape and not use it as engagement if the cooldown was, or if the duration was shorter. Um, he says, also, I do agree on the changes to Suck Ninja, albeit the movement changes I don't agree with. One third the distance will make it go step skill rather than mobility. Keeping the range change on ankle cutter and crescent slash mobility, however, I do agree with. Love hearing all your opinions, disagreements. Keep up the good work. Also want to point out for Nayashi about it's a lot harder for you to kill Ninja than Ninja to kill you comment. That truly depends on when, where, equalized skill, skill experience against class. I personally always hunt the opponent's Ninja's Nodwar RBF simply because I have very good understanding how Ninja's work move. It's rare for me to struggle with shutting down the other team's Ninja's from hunting our backline. Killing ninjas is not really hard unless they're evasion heavy or outgear you. Catching ninja is not that hard either, as long as you know what you're looking for. Sorry for the wall of text. Love you guys. I I mean, yeah, that's but that's also from the context of someone that's not focused on you. They, you're peeling. Peeling's always going to be easier. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, fighting any class that isn't paying attention to you is going to be easier. But um I think so, yeah, I mean, it is, like I said before earlier in the podcast and probably before on other podcasts, generally speaking, I don't look at one class as, like, this class is always a loss for us, unless it's, uh, yeah, you know, you know, followed up with the person behind it, the player behind it. Like, like I said earlier, uh, hands is an example of, like, that's probably going to be a mostly loss kind of matchup for me. Um, but not necessarily another warrior player where I could have a win rate of 70% or more, you know, like really ultimately depends on the player, but yeah, it's very rarely where I sit there and say, Oh, this class is 100% a loss suck ninja though. Typically is very difficult when they're focused on you. Right. Like what are your, how do you feel about the succession ninja changes? Mm. 
I think. I mean, I'm okay. I, I I think they're justified, but at the same time, I don't think many ninjas. Like, I think I talked with Yellow a little bit about it, and he's not really sweating it because it's like, if they lose out on that damage, then they always have Awakening to fall back on. So it's kind of like whatever. And to be honest, I feel like Awakening ninjas are a little bit more of an issue to deal with because at least like Succession ninja, yes, you have the damage. But I at least have a chance of hitting you. Like I can do something because you know you're not going to be as protected. Whereas in Awakening, I I just can't you know tag right. you. That's more of a problem for me. Yeah, I'm excited for that change to come because I I just want to see how it feels. Um, hopefully they give us trial, so I can try it out. I want to I want to see them do another population check after that change. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, Bunny says, just my, uh, just my IMO as a DK player, I think DK is pretty, at a pretty good spot with suck, not OP in anything, but would say it's good at everything if you put the time in. Again, just my opinion, some would say different things. Thank you for the podcast, fun to listen to while studying, grinding, brain dead spots, etc. Thank you. Um, Empyrean Dreamers replied to that and said, also DK here, I think, I'm just going to read the top part of this, it's kind of long, but he said, um... I think D, right now DK Succession is the best example of where all successions should be. It adds a reasonable amount of stuff and seems pretty balanced overall. I only have three real complaints about the state of DK. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But firstly, uh, I think she should have higher base defense. Secondly, there's still a lot of duds in Awakening, meaning like some of the skills are useless. Um, and lastly is personal quality of life. But I think it'd be nice if the iframe cancels from Succession were class-wide. Yeah, I don't agree with uh or I don't disagree with all that stuff. Um the base defense specifically, but I still don't know I don't know about that damage. They haven't touched it yet, but that damage still concerns me a little bit. Uh also uh yep. uh really quickly while we're on the topic of how successions should be, let me know if you disagree with this because I I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not. And Rylock, you can especially let me know. I actually think Ranger Succession is exactly how Successions should be. Where, if you consider there's three aspects to the game, PvE, 1v1, large scale, they're relatively similar in one aspect, and then one is good in one aspect, maybe a little bit worse in the other, and then the other uh, the other kit is the flip of that. So, like you were saying that in large scale, Succession is way better than Awakening, but in Awakening, it's way easier to 1v1 than Succession, and they're both relatively similar in terms of their ability to PvE. I honestly think that's how like Succession should be, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And even when it comes down to, like, um, you know, a gear level thing, too, like, regardless of if you're in Siege or T1, you know, Node War type thing, Succession's better it's just better for like that group play whereas if you're 1v1ing i'm sorry you gotta be an awakening like you just don't stand a snowball's chance in hell in succession where you know you have a little bit of kind of like all right it's more of a preference it's gonna be or you know your gear is that middle ground where it's like okay uh where's my ap at or what do you know like small scale type of pvp or pve you know like it's 
PVE at this point is purely preference. Like, do I want awakening? Do I want succession? Like, neither is the wrong answer. I feel like that is kind of balanced. The problem is, is you might have one class that has that, and then you have another class where it's like Sork or something, you know, succession, where it's like, okay, I either am, you know, God tier and untouchable, or I'm God tier because I can just wipe people out and, you know, still relatively untouchable i mean i have a little bit you know more of a chance where people can hit me but it ain't by much i don't know mm, I, I, I prefer how it's done with ranger i think dk's rangers um i don't know i think that's pretty solid in how they did succession uh, I disagree a little bit. I, I think like if that was going to be their direction where it's like one is good for one aspect of the game, the other is good for the other, then they have to A, be like transparent and upfront that that is their goal and B, make it yeah. really, really easy and free for us to swap back and forth instantly for the different right. styles. Well, they did say... They did say that they wanted to get to a point to where Succession and Awakening, there's not one spec that's better than the right. other. That's but the thing. their implementation in terms of, like you mentioned, you know, swapping between the two, that's terrible. So it's, it's I agree idea. with. So I, I just think, I think a better example is like Lan or Musa, where both of them are basically relatively the same strength in every aspect. Um, now, Lon's like matchups change. I think Lon is really good against Striker, Mystic, and Zerker on Awakening, whereas Lon's Succession is a lot better against Ninja Kuno and Sork and worse against those first three. But I like that no matter which one I play, they both are relatively good. Same thing with like Musa. So I don't know. that. I think it should just be more a playstyle preference versus like, oh, I have to play this one because that's what's good at large scale. That's just me. Um, well, but it is, like, if it was set up in the way that I'm talking about, you would still have, to a degree, playstyle preference because if somebody wants, if somebody like Nayashi, who almost never fucking Nodors and Sieges, they might be like, well, I want to take the one that's more 1v1. But then if it's somebody who, like Rylock, who really enjoys Siege and that's his shit, Maybe he wants to take the other one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even like too opposed to that idea either. But then I still think it would have to be—you'd have to be allowed to swap because then people like me that love to one v one and defend my grind spot or play exclusively on Arsha server, then when I go to large scale because I chose the one v one spec, I suck. Right. I, you know, I don't know because I, I, I yeah, still love I, large I, scale. Right, yeah, and I don't disagree with that concept, but I'm just pushing back about the idea that there's no like uh, playstyle choice. Like, it would still be just on a larger scale, basically. I don't know. I and like to make clear, it's not like I disagree with the idea of make them like basically the same in terms of their strength. I'm just saying how I originally thought it was going to be, and how I think I would prefer it to be personally, is like. If you're weak at this, then we're going to make your succession better at this. And then maybe just take away your power at this other thing a little bit. But I understand that that's like not what they're going for. Yeah, uh, Jens Johansson says, <laughs> this, is, this is a comment of the week. 
by the way. This is my favorite comment. Jens Johansson says... Is this the one says, I commented on? Nayashi is one of the best Mewas out there, and he has 30% win rate against mid-level warriors, which is absolutely fact and true. He sucks. Uh, being too... <laughs> he says... <laughs> Being 299 AP and 331 DP Musa, I feel that Musa is dog shit in large scale at the moment. Awakening. If Musa engaged at the wrong time, you're blown up in dash. Can't disengage because of stamina problems. All right, so let's address the first. <laughs> let's address the first part. So Nayashi, as one of the best manwas out there against your average mid-level warrior, do you go three seven in first attempts? Most definitely not. Most oh. definitely not. Not even. Not even <laughs> remotely true. Mid-level warriors, I typically handle no problem. And I have a lot of warriors I can, if if absolutely necessary, I have a lot of warriors that could back that claim up. <laughs> dude, I love that. When I read that, up, <laughs> I like that mid-level too. It's like so dry. Like, dude. Even your your basic nincompoop warrior, Nayashi struggles, dude. He just gets clapped. <laughs> most warriors, most warriors, especially mid level warriors, I'm trolling really hard. Um, I, I try different combos just for the sake of entertainment value because it's it's too easy to catch. His next comment is, being 299 AP, 331 DP Musa, I feel that Musa's dog shit, large scale awakening, that whole thing. I Man, I just could not disagree more. I feel like Musa is really good in large scale. It its position as Musa's a, awakening is is pretty solid overall in comparison to some others. Yeah, it, it its position as a solid flex class is so like just straight up legitimate. Like if you recommend a Musa to someone, they can find success in basically every aspect of the game if they're a good player. It, like Mewa or now Moose, I, Moose I, is like the most well-rounded class like balance-wise, I feel like of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And especially 299 AP, you can't kill anybody in large scale. Come on. You're a Well, it, there's the other thing like the only thing I could argue on his point in a kind of agreement is that the new Siege HP buffs have been cancer for all flex classes. Yeah, I haven't so, gotten to in that respect, In that respect, yes. Um, but overall, for like a no normal Siege, prior to that stupid change, and the Node Wars themselves, Moose is pretty solid, and I think most Mooses would agree. Even with all the successions and everything, Moose Awakening is considered pretty solid. Um... Now, I'm not going to sit there and say it's top tier, but uh, solid for sure. The the only other thing... Wait, what was the... I can't remember the rest of it. I uh, said if Moose engaged at the I'm wrong still, time... I'm still derping about the three, three out of ten. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just how you do against average like you could just take mid-level warrior out of that sentence jens johansson and just put mid-level player he has a 30 percent win rate against mid-level players dude nah she's just over there, like, like shaking like <laughs> did did you read my comment yeah in response? He said, yeah you said uh that being said we got to talk about that verse warrior win rate hands is a god but beyond him i'll challenge any warrior and disprove that win rate uh Dan Danielle Boschetti says, I bet that Nayashi sleeps naked. Is that true? Actually, yes. 
that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> Methios War says, uh, or Methios War says, Frosty is the best my kind of humor. How does your lawn hold up in Node War and Siege, or haven't you tried it? Do you think it's better played in ball or flank like uh, Musa and Mewa? Also, in regards to Mewa talk, I rolled from Succession Mewa. I think the thing with Mewa, uh, like Ranger Awakening, is they are just average in 1v1 with Succession hitting insane trash loots. I wouldn't even rate them that good in PvE, and they suck in Siege. If you get stuck into two years of zero positive attention, folks, get salty. If at least you are above average in one of the areas, 1v1, PvE, Node War, and Siege, and suck in another, it's easier to manage. Also, I think the barrier of entry is just higher. With other classes, you can play around your grab, and the other dude has to iframe it. With Mewa, you have to know how all ability, all abilities look and what the SA is, what the frontal guard is, what the grabs are, etc. You still want to learn that on all class eventually, but you can at least start out with playing around your own game. I already would be happy for Mewa if we could get an iframe that is not on chase. So when you go in for that CC or too late or desync or whatever, you can at least try an iframe that grab that is coming. On a different note, I consider Siege to be endgame, and I think no one should be useless in endgame in the endgame of a game, but that's nothing class related. That's just the nature of the game. Yeah, I agree with that last point. And for the uh the lawn question, I think it's really, really good in Node War and small scale, and I think it's really good in 1v1. I have not tried it in Siege yet, so I'm not too sure. With the HP thing, it might be kind of tough, but yeah, in Node Wars, it's it's super fun. Like, my first week on it was rough, but after they did the two balance patches and then fixed my skill add-ons, um, it's, it's pretty strong. I like it in Node War. Uh, yeah, and the, the Mayo stuff, that's a lot of what Nayashi was saying. I don't. Yeah, just one additional iframe would actually go a long ways for that class. At least improve our one v one and some of our anti damage mechanics, like avoid damage avoidance. I'm not a fan but, um, of this. Everyone that plays a non grab class keeps saying that when you are a, a class with a grab, that you don't have to learn other classes. Is that it's starting to trigger me a little bit? But I'm gonna let it go. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Uh, the Awkward Ninja says, TLDR DKs are whinier than Maywas for no good reason IMO. I feel like Frosty getting annoyed with whiny Maywas is probably not the class to get pissy at. Sure, they're more whiny than a lot of classes, but I feel like DK Succession, Valk, and Ranger Succession are much better examples of classes that are de pretty decent but complain a ton. Uh, also, I think that a lot of DKs, Musa, Maywa, overhype having a grab. Yes, they definitely do. Like I was just saying, thank you for backing me up. Look, this comment was so well-placed. Typically idolizing all grabs as the equivalent of a warrior grab, which comes out super fast as SA and can easily have SA engaged leading up to it. Slapping grab on everything isn't the answer. Buffing them in more intelligent, class-specific ways would probably be less homogenizing. Agreed. I, my thing, too, with grabs is like just make grab I'm pulldowns I'm longer. I'm in agreement with that. I, like, I, I don't want to grab on my class. I think grabs are just garbage. I think it's... It takes no skill to press a button and just avoid dealing with their protections. And yes, I know it's not as simple as that. Yeah, I just but... the the cooldowns like that. That's my thing. Uh, I said it a bunch of times. The cooldowns and grabs should be longer on everything except for maybe Zerker. Everything else, literally, you could double the cooldown, and I think the state of the game overall would be better on grabs. If you fail if you a grab, double the cooldown. If you double the cooldown on all the grabs, they would be Zerker's grabs cooldowns. <laughs> right. 
Well, here's the problem with that. Yeah, it would probably be better, at least from, you know, maybe one point of view. But I think all that would do is effectively slow the game down for a lot of players because they will just sit there and wait for their cooldowns. I mean, look at that. They already do that now, kind of like Succession Kuno. You can't really do much unless you have your cooldowns, right? That would be the argument that most Succession Kunos would say. So what do they do is they just S-block until they got their cooldowns. Would that not also be the same kind of effect if you just blatantly just flat out increase the uh, cooldowns of all grabs? I mean, Besides I could deal with someone S-blocking a lot more than I can deal with someone constantly grabbing me. I'm just saying it would slow down the state of the combat, that's all. I'm fine. I'm not that. saying I can't deal with someone S-blocking, I can do that, but... Also, like, if you're gonna increase, like, grab uh, cooldown, I feel like you have to make like, there are other ways of getting catches a little bit better, honestly. Yeah, probably lower a couple cooldowns here and there to compensate, for sure. Yeah, lower a cooldown or two. But then those are more skilled catches. Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying, is, like, you, I feel like if you're reducing their ability to get, like, CCs with grabs, you have to increase their ability to get CCs with other abilities. So maybe reduce some cooldowns, maybe make some skills faster. I don't know how you do it, but I feel like you need to do something. Yeah, yeah. Like if they increased, if they increased the cooldown on Zerker grabs and didn't do anything else, I would be very. Yeah, I I get, I get that. But you have to (laughs) let take. That's why I said take Zerker out. Guardian grab is six second cooldown. Right, it's insane. Six second cooldown. Like literally, their cooldown is up by the time they start their first skill after the, or they end their first skill after. I understand that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the Mystic Striker. Yeah, seven seconds. Seven seconds, and then the Awakened one is like nine, I think. On like they they get you in a knockdown combo because the grab is a knockdown type CC, and then they get you in another knockdown, and if you're still alive, guess what? Their fucking grab is up again. And and even on both of the. I mean, think of some of these classes, too. Like, a Warrior, I could see. Like, you'd probably have to lower the cooldown. Like, I don't even think... All right, Ninja Kuno, I don't think you'd have to lower the cooldown on any of their CCs. They can get CCs without probably their grab. Probably not. On, on yeah, Strike Master? That's why, like, as much as I hate on Ninja, at least they catch you with other shit. Right. Striker Mystic, they both grab you... I mean, they both have Mass Destruction and Rage Hammer. And right. it, like they have a lot of other ways. Mass destruction, super low cooldown, and striker has two grabs. They do have a fallback grab too, so they can manage the cooldown for a little bit. I think like some of the slower classes, this, like yeah, I could see it. Like warrior, um, and yeah, maybe even this guardian. This is why you you'd have to do it on a class by class basis. You basically need to ask yourself how often do you get CC'd by these classes that are not grabs. So, like, Ninja, how often do you get CC that's not a grab? Quite often, right? They have quite a few catches that aren't just being grappled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guardian, on the other hand, how often do you get CC'd by Guardian that's not them just grabbing you? Dude. I, have, I don't think I've been CC'd yet I have, by a Guardian. Dude, I, I was fighting a Guardian the other day that was... Dude, they basically have mass destruction, but on, I think it's a shorter cooldown. It's like four seconds. It works exactly. Oh, their little, their little side swipe. Yeah, yeah a little side swipe thing. kick thing, dude. That they have a lot of CCs. I don't know, like, and even them, like, but they, those are like so slow and telegraph. Like, how are you not just dodging or blocking that? It, well, when you don't have range or other grabs to deal with it, it's very hard. And my my point is like, I I wouldn't be opposed to like adding it, but a lot of these classes don't even need 
other skills changed. <laughs> I agree with that. That's but all like, I'm saying. I, I'm I'm just speaking for the classes that don't have a ton of catch potential outside of their grapple, right? Like they have some. It's there. It's possible, but if their main tool for getting CCs is grapple, and then you just like suddenly double the cooldown of that, there has to be something that you do, and you do that on a class by class basis, but. In For this, some of the classes, something has to happen. In this perfect world, too, Sork would already have been nerfed by in some capacity. But I, think about <laughs> think about this yeah. though. Like one of the things, like in a vacuum, if Guardian's grab is doubled, then it's like, well, fuck. When I'm against Ninja and Kuno, it's gonna be harder. It's like, well, yeah, except that their grabs also doubled, right? And that's kind of the weakness of the Guardian or the Warriors are like, getting grab. I don't know. I just think the grab cooldowns are insanely short. They just are insanely short. Something should happen with that, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think I don't think there should be a grab shorter than probably like eight or nine seconds. Like that's the shortest a grab cooldown should be, honestly. I'm in the, I'm... I would say if your grab has a if it has a short shorter cooldown, then it shouldn't have protection. But if it has, you know, like the super armor attached to it, kind of like what they're doing with Succession Warrior. Like they're increasing the cooldown of it, but it's still mm -hmm. maintaining its super armor. I feel like right. that balances out a bit, you know, because like right. as a ranger, ours is relatively short, but it's unprotected and it's got kind of a bullshit animation where you still do a backflip yeah. and people desync out of it and all that kind of stuff. You're screwed. Like you're actually screwed if it, you know, gets resisted or anything. I don't think, like I've, I don't think I've ever complained about a ranger grab per se, but yeah, no, that your animation is pretty. Pretty yeah. easy to punish. Yeah. And Rollick, Rollick brings up a good point that cooldowns are just a piece of the puzzle, right? You have things like protection. You have things like animation. You have things like what happens after, like, if you miss or if they resist. Like, one of my biggest annoyances with the striker grab is that they literally get a retreat if they resist or if they miss their grab. Like, just base. They just get a retreat. They just fall back. And it's protected from my understanding. No, no, no. It's not, it's not protected. On the Mystic Construct, no, Are you sure? that when they move backwards, it's not protected. The moment the grab fails and they do that little scoop back, they don't have protection. Okay, yeah. I thought it was protected. But, but either way, the like, scoop back is that, very nice. It is very nice. And meanwhile, like, again, apples to oranges, but still the same nonetheless. Corpse Storm, when you miss it, you get locked into a two second animation where you're just standing still like a dumbass. Right. Like, what the fuck? The other thing, too, though. I mean, fighting against Mystic Striker, when they do that scoop back, at least, like, I know very clearly they just missed their grab and maybe have a second to actually do something. Like, that is, like, the biggest indicator. Sometimes right. some classes kind of hard to tell. Yeah, which is another thing. Like, Ranger. Like, if you miss your grapple as a Ranger, it's such a small animation. It's, like, really hard to see, in my opinion. Tamer, I, too. Like, yeah, Tamer as well. Like, they're really, really small animations. It's really hard to see. Like, I think Zerker is, like, another, like, some of their grabs are hard to, like, tell, like, if they're, uh, if they actually used it or not. Like, Corpse Storm is pretty easy to tell because it's such a big animation, but, like, Smackdown hard because it's very quick, and, uh, and, uh, Rock Smash can be kind of hard because it's pretty quick. So, like, that's another thing as well, is, like, the indicator of, like, when a grab is being used if it's been missed, basically. So, just a lot of pieces to the puzzle, basically. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, 
Talented Sniping says, whoever the fuck said 260 DP Guardian on the ground takes no damage from 280p something class is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird last week. Um, the Awkward Ninja TLDR, evasion is easier and has more options for subbing it in for AP where DR is less flexible and has less returns per point, so evasion is easier to build from an abundancy point of view. At about 50 minutes in talking evasion, you literally can't get tanky with DR there is not enough DR accessories. It is easy to get evasion because you can be hyper tanky with 269 AP where you can't give up enough AP to get tanky with DR. For example, Ninja can throw a tad on and go from pretty squishy to noticeably tanky. Zerker, who is premier DR class, can't throw Theos DR offhand become uh, tankier while still killing things. Yeah, I don't disagree. And again, remove, remove tad from the game will help that a little bit, in my opinion. Also, I really don't think Berserker is the premier DR class. I would argue that's either Warrior or Valk, but nonetheless. Um, ignore the name says, oh yeah, the merge with PS4 and Xbox is a great thing for sure. I just like to bitch. But Xbox said they were going to build a Trump wall of players on every cross server at Kama, so we can't get past. Cannot wait if it happens for mass PvP. Fast going to be amazing. That is funny. I, how would you even be able to tell? what players from what server um this person said they also said were the 22 percent damage nurse succession skills on ninja or both pre-awakening as well curious because i haven't played suck ninja no it's just succession versions um the musassin says in regards to the 100 percent cc comment you made mooses can't have a grab fine what are you willing to let us have then Question mark, question mark. Oh, well, as long as there are classes with protected grabs, SA, FG, etc., I think Musa should have something that sets it apart and make people want to play it. Same with other classes. Heck, we aren't even the fastest class anymore. Still main Musa for life regardless, though. Uh, you have Chase, dude. Yeah, so you, you, have, you have probably, like, the most, if not the most, one of the most mobile classes in the game. You have some of the fastest CCs in the game. You have, like, I don't know, just this idea that, like, Mooses and Maywalls have absolutely nothing going for them. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And that adding a grab would suddenly fix all of their problems. I just, I don't know. I don't think grab would fix our problem at all. It would just, it would I be know a little you don't, but, but a lot of people do. A lot like, of Mooses. You have to admit, grab. a lot. Specifically, Mooses, I've noted. Unless Maywalls. I have ran it to the occasional Maywall that says, like, yeah, why don't we have a grab? But it's more so Mooses, in all honesty, that are like, we should 100% have a grab. And it's like, I just don't see the reasoning behind it. I just don't get it, dude. Um, also, maybe don't play Musa for. Try another class. Because if you've been on the same class forever, like, some of the. Some of that class's abilities aren't going to feel that special because you've just been on it for so long. You know what I? You know what actually also bothers me a lot about Musa. Hmm. They're one of the most protected classes in the game. I think it's just the fact yeah. that it's a lot of super armors instead of iframes, so it doesn't feel like it. But they actually are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like. It just annoys the shit out of me. I don't know. <laughs> Talented Sniping says, I'm not an experienced player, but in my opinion, classes without a grab are 10x easier to 1v1. Uh, Blood Diamonds replied Sork with a question mark. Uh, 
Tolan, he also said, Tolan said sniping also said, totally understand where you guys are coming from, but that's the internet, man. People will always be pieces of shit because they like the sound of their voice and putting someone down makes them feel good, Lamau. Just got to keep that skin thick as fuck. Keep it up, boys. Uh, Sam says, I wish they would show the gear difference some way in this game so people stop bitching about their class getting one-tapped or not being able to kill someone. I think this would also help balancing the game by making players more informed. Also, 50% nerf to Blooming is not going to do anything as mentioned in the podcast. Should have been like 20-30% to 30% instead, in my opinion. It's weird that they decide to change every ability with 100% to 50%. They really only needed to touch Blooming, which is what everyone was bitching about. Fucking communists. What? communist what? Uh, well, no, so the whole the change in the accuracy was just so that people like they they wouldn't have these abilities that just negated people building like meme vasion basically was the idea well he's saying that he doesn't understand why it's only a 50 percent nerf that's what he's saying he's saying going from 100 to 50 it makes no difference it should have been brought down to like 20 or 30 percent. but it does it but it does for meme vasion builds it doesn't for your average player but it does for meme vasion builds yeah for so- meme vasion builds that ability that skills damage just got cut in half like, right. I want to talk about the first thing he said um, that he wishes they would show some the gear difference the gear? in some way. Dude, that's genius. I love it. This was an idea that PA had. Do you remember they announced that they were going to do this and they said it was going to be on Global Labs in like two weeks or whatever. This is like probably a year ago when Global Labs is pretty new. And then they reverted the idea and never did it. This is when Renown scored like changed or was moved. or I can't remember if it was when it was added or removed. It might have been that long ago. But the what was what they were going to do is you were going to have an emblem on your head that represented like your general gear score not like a precise number but with you're within a range so that way people know if you're geared or not but don't know exactly what items you have so that way you still have some like modicum of privacy and i i wish still to this day that they would do that because i do think that would make people there are some times where people die to a ninja and they think like dude ninja just killed me in one skill and it's like yeah, you're 510 gear score and they're 650. Like, that shit's gonna happen. Not that Ninja yeah. doesn't need nerfs, but I do, I agree. I think that information would help people a little bit deal with some of their losses in a way. I think, I think you should just fucking show their gear, honestly. Like, a, like when you get killed in like a, a shooter, like Call of Duty or something, and it shows you their loadout, like their gun and their, their shit that they Replay use to kill thing. you. Yeah, yeah, they should they should straight up just show you their gear so you can be like, oh, that's why I died. This dude's got like fucking pin often and pin dandy C9 or some shit. Right. That would open up the floodgates, I think, for a lot of like, I don't know. Like, that would be just more mind, excuses. Wouldn't so like in my mind, if something like that happened, like, all right, this guy, I see the gear he's got. All right, I'm just going to have a bunch of horizontal gains. So next time I fight him, I like, let's say he's got, you know, a ton of AP, but no accuracy whatsoever. Let me slap on an accuracy offhand or an evasion offhand and then go at it again. Because I yeah. saw what he has, you know, like. Right. But we've already established that, like, those should probably go right weren't we in consensus about this that accuracy and evasion offhands need to go i I still i think it needs to be more general honestly because the other problem you get if you see everyone's gear all the time is that you're just gonna have people that try to insult you because of your gear like a lot it already happens in both ways too it'll (laughs) be like dude lol look at your fucking gear and you can't kill shit i mean you saw that one fucking dk 
that said that I was 90 gear score above him. He said that I was 670 gear score, even though I, I wasn't even close. And I'm like, oh god. So if there was some like general like color thing, I think that would be cool. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe like why not just do it? I don't know. Just do it. You can literally use the same like sort of system as we have for mobs. Where like if you're fighting a mob that's like way higher level than you, like their name is like purple yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just do that, but for players and like total gear score. Yeah, that would be dope. I would I would prefer that, yeah. Um, Mr. X says Rangers gets no love at all. It's not OP at all with how current classes are. So I find it funny how it keeps getting quote unquote balanced. I play Ranger and Valkyrie. Both classes are not the top tier and require more knowledge to play well with uh, than many other classes, like Mystic or Musa. Dude, what? this is Mystic. Come on. Yet they are constantly balanced out. It's mind boggling, really. I will still play Ranger and Valkyrie. They are fun for me. More rewarding than other classes, personally. So, in conclusion, I don't think anyone should complain. Easier to play, require more knowledge than Mystic. Uh, <laughs> mm, like, like, I mean, like I said throughout this entire podcast, it's you got to look at how classes get balanced in KR. Like KR Valks are really popular, you know. So you have a bunch of classes with 100% accuracy modifiers with a ton of gear running around smacking people. You have Rangers, 300, 310, 315 AP smacking people before they're even, you know, barely in render range kind of thing. Like, that's where the balance is. So if you're under this, you know, this bar that they're, you know, I guess kind of going off of, yeah, it's going to feel like, why am I getting nerfed? It Vel sucks, but that's why. Vel in three minutes, by the way. Um, all right, let's see. Let me try to get through this. Uh, Queso81 says, dude, I've been Ranger main since launch. I don't give up on what I enjoy regardless of how nerfed we are. I complain endlessly about Musumewa being OP and I find it retarded how much they salt about. They think their class is so nerfed when it's so OP. I used to do a lot with Musa friend with Tribe Oscar being able to one hit me with Bloom when I was full tep boss. I find that retarded. Hence, all Musa are retarded. Who think the class is so sucky? I was 255 Yikes. AP versus 210 AP, taking one full combo to kill versus one hit to kill me. Lame. Oh, I forgot to mention, every single dash has SA, and then the first is iframe. No protection. What? And then uh, and then he goes back and forth with someone. I'm not going to read that part. Uh, Garushin says, I actually don't like the smokescreen nerf. I agree it needed to be changed, and what they did gets the job done, but what I'd rather see instead is they buff the evasion but nerf the duration significantly. Say only three seconds instead of ten. I think this allows more outplay potential, and it plays into the class skill fantasy better. Nah, I like the nerf they did. Um, I think that I think his suggestion may have worked. I mean, it would have been interesting, but like it would have you would have been fundamentally changing how the skill functions, basically. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it would have been interesting, but. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with the nerf we got. <laughs> he also said buff. Like the evasion on it wasn't enough. I don't know. Um, well, no, like his point. So I think his point is like make it where it's like, oh shit, I'm about to like, I'm about to die and I need to get the fuck out of dodge. I don't have like my like shit that I normally used to get out. I'm going to pop this. It's going to give me an assload of evasion for like two seconds. And mm -hmm. I'm going to try and like just run the fuck out of here, basically. Right. 
Uh, so it would like fundamentally change how you use the skill, basically. It'd be like another oh shit button. Chris Cortez says, welcome to Nerf Desert Online. Uh, I'm Legendary Mike says, I didn't mean to start the debate, but the chemistry between you guys are priceless. Great listen, guys. P.S. I don't think your toxicity was malicious, Frosty. Just little silly comments that made me smile. Uh, e? I don't know. What is this? Backwards E says, I think Reslar is kind of cool. Shrug. And then Matthias War says, Reslar, let the internet bullies talk. You're putting in actual work. The podcast is entertaining and have a big part in that. If you think it would be the same, it would be boring. If you all think it would be the same, it would be boring. Yeah, Reslar, you have a little bit of support there. Yeah, like I said, there was a lot of people who were very nice and very supportive. And thank you all very much for that. Uh, Sirlock says, there's a warrior ability called Ground Slash. Yes, Yes, there is. The Musas. There is. I forgot it existed because back in my day in Awaken, you never touched that ability. So I actually <laughs> forgot it existed. But it does exist and it's actually pretty good in succession from what I understand. It's like one of their main things that they use, I think. It's full tag pulse. The Musas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wrong. That's Smash. That's, uh, it's different. Uh, uh, the Musasin says it's a 281 Musa. The nerfs on Suck Musa basically killed the class IMO. Dude. Uh. <laughs> now Awakening, <laughs> even though it got nerfed somewhat, knock on Woody Allen, got some pretty minor but small buff, which will make Awake Musa a bit more playable, although I don't know why they nerfed the summon rate on projection when it doesn't float people all the time, but I'm hyped to test it. Currently, using Suck Musa to do voodoo scrolls and grind, honestly, Suck Musa is the best for doing scrolls, especially single summon mobs. Um... I'm a gamer says I'm sad because I like Musa Suck and it's gonna be dead. And then Musassin says, Yep, absolutely dead. <laughs> so dramatic, dude. Just like uh, Ranger, dude. Just like Succession Ranger. It's bricked. It's bricked, dude. Uh West J Finn says the DR buff we need is evasion in our DR. No, no. We need special attack damage percent reduction based on total DR is literally that simple. Yeah, that's what I was saying, dude. And then Bilver says, Yes, I agree. And that's all the comments. Um, I want to thank you, Rylak, for uh, hanging out with us today. This was a lot longer than I anticipated, so I appreciate you staying with us. How long has no, it been? I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know. I won't know until I hit stop. I feel like this is a four-hour long one. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. It's long. It's, it's three hours and 35 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long, dude. Never mind um, then. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate your Ranger perspective. Um, you're in the Discord, right? The Value Pack Discord. I am. All right. So when we have community night, we'll try to get uh, a lot of the good classes in there and come PvP and show people up. I think it'll be cool. Uh, where uh, where can people find you and your YouTube if you want to plug your stuff again real quick? Would be cool. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be for uh, Twitch TV. Uh, Rylock underscore I I and then for YouTube it's just gonna be Rylock nine one nine. But uh yeah. Show up for I guess some average Ranger gameplay. <laughs> Speaking average of, Ranger. Uh, yeah, can we get some uh Ranger buffs please? That's all I want. That's it. <laughs> uh, we'll That's play nothing, nothing much. Uh, I'll pass those links you sent me to Rezar, so it'll be in the description when it comes out. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out Rylock, you can find his shit down in the description below, both his Twitch and his YouTube. Make sure to go check him out. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're done, right? Yeah, we're done. Um, 
hit us up on Reddit, Discord, um, share the podcast with your friends and people and all that stuff. And we appreciate all the kind comments to Reslar. Yeah, that's the last thing I want to touch on one more time. Thank you all so much for the support. I appreciate it. And we will catch you guys next week.